Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn. I'm your co-host, Mitch Shinasa. And we are joined in the studio, obviously, with Bike and the Kid. And we also have Christy Gigax in the studio. Hello. Live. 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 And direct from Denver. And we got, no Mr. We got Mr. Nick Vitus in the corner. Snake Vitus. Snake. Snake Vitus. Is it Snake? Or is it Snake or Snake? Is it pronounced is it snake? snake? Are you sure it's not Snake? I don't know. Oh. Legally, uh, it's Snake. Legally, it's, yeah. legally it's Snake. Really? You changed it. Good job. Or your mom named you Snake. I like that we already have five Facebook likes today. The like button is over that guy today. It's over that no, green broccoli guy. Broccoli yes, it is. Man. I'm looking at no, it. it is on, yeah, you're right. You're looking point. At it. Oh, bro- broccoli guy. Point. Yeah. Yes. Broccoli. Point Bro- above broccoli guy. Everybody, point. 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 Like, point. Like Vitus, button. point above broccoli guy to the like button. Point your rattler. Everybody, right click the damn yeah, like button. Yeah. You know how it goes. All right, click it. They, they know, but they never do. They clicked it five times before we even started, That's so I good. feel like they're getting the hang of That's it. Good. They didn't even know where Broccoli Guy was. And now they know. So, uh, how was your week? My week? Yeah. How was your Sunday? Sunday I like, I like the look at the... Yeah, now that you have a meme of your face on a guy looking at a watch, you yeah, just yes. do that motion. Well, I do it so much. It was so perfect. And, it's right. big, and what would it tell you? What we, how, <laughs> wise-ass response. Like, wow. oh, let me, let me look. <laughs> let me look at my no yeah. watch. How was Sunday? Sunday was fantastic. I was sitting right here. Right there. Tim Martin was sitting right there. Right in the kid's spot. Whoa, he was kid. the kid. Wasn't kid here? You were here the whole show, or did he you was here for no, no, just for a little just bit. To get him set to make up. sure you hooked him up. He was like the guy who loaned us his chainsaw, and he came over and got it going for us, and showed us how to use it, yeah. and then left, and then yeah. left, and then yes. didn't even help when you cut the trees down. On your we fence. called him a couple times when when I fucked I, it up. And I got calls. Power. I got I calls for all sorts of stuff. I had no idea what to do. I was like, dude, don't ask me. Tim like, hit me up the next day and being like, I don't think we broadcast part one, or I don't know. It all looked fine by the time he I looked figured at it out. Yeah. It got figured out, so that so we had out. we had fun. It was uh, I felt I only got to <sighs> see I, I didn't get to hear it live, but I I did hear the first part. It, 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 like, we weren't as rusty as I thought we were going to be. No, no, and you, um, it's you, like riding a bike, right? Yeah, I get it. I use that reference in the show if you watch. You'll, you'll did hear you? me say it to Tim. Well, that's even better then. Yeah. So thanks for having us. I think we'll do it again next week, and maybe that's even how, what was it? Oh, wait, 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 get some sponsors. What was your deal? Did you know how many people listened in the end? As of yesterday, there was about 500 views. Oh, nice. That's good. I, was, I, I haven't checked into any of the And I didn't do any uh, heavy promotion up until the last minute. I did the last minute promotion. Classic, so. classic last minute stoner promotion. Oh, yeah, well, by no, the way, this was deliberate. coming on now. <laughs> you got anything this, was, this was deliberate. <laughs> yeah, you weren't sure what was going to happen. Well, no, I knew something was going to happen, and it did, and we got it over with. We got that part over with, hopefully, for now at least. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show Network. Ray, uh, the Adam Dunn Show Memorial Studio. As we memorial Studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a memorial studio. We dubbed it that on oh, Sunday. Yes, yeah, live from the Adam Dunn Memorial Studio. No, that's memorials scary. already. Not many people get studios or buildings named after them when they're still alive. As memorials. Yeah, yeah memorials. Yeah, yeah. Memorials right. usually <laughs> in, imply death. So 
Thank you. Yeah, Thank does, you for p- implying death. Yeah, well, well, you were forgetful, and I think we were just trying to yeah. help people remember you. That's Thank all. you for keeping me non-forgetful. Jesus Christ, that's Jeez. scary. Ooh, ooh. Glad my name's not on that plaque. Yeah, well, there's no Mitch Nasa show. No. It's we Mitch Nasa we, we do uh, the a, Memorial we do, Bathroom. We would make the ass big in the word. In the word yeah, we would, yeah, we would, oh my God, did you make the ASS big? How did you, uh, hey, there you go. Shanasses. So, uh... <laughs> And, uh, kid, what's going on? You're not texting, are you? No. Okay. no I, just, I, pull, I just pulled up News News. Uh, are you doing Tetris? Yeah. What are you doing? No. Yeah. News News. Yeah. News uh, News ready to Candy go. Crush. News News News. News, oh, well, news. Okay. Soda Saga. So, so before we get the News News News, everyone has to kind of give us a little... Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? It's your week, kid. You, you know that's how we do sucked. it. What? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. There's a kid. cute crybaby sound effect. What happened? Week was terrible. It's only Wednesday, too, by the way. They cleaned house at my... Oh, you told me about that. You could say their name now. You can talk all the shit. You can talk shit. I signed an NDA. Oh. What? Yep. You t- you wait, wait, wait. And I was reminded by the uh, individual whom which uh, whom which whom which pretty much mean the same thing except yeah, for a yeah, thing. Can you say red? But I was reminded as I walked out the door. Hey, by like, the way, you remember you signed an NDA, so keep our name out of your mouth. Yeah, That's red what nightmare. I was told those words. You fucking those red exact nightmare. words. Just say red nightmare. Did you get all loud mouth or something? What? After a point in time, yeah, I did. Okay. Of course, when, he I, when did. I was Look giving a kid. Well, because no one, well, no, 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 no one would just be like keep my name out of your mouth unless you were a blatant dick. Oh well, no, I, I certainly wasn't a dick by any means. It was. Well, you're from Philadelphia, and you might not think being a dick. I'm not going to talk about it then because I certainly wasn't a dick. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So um, um, you know, have a couple. You of just say red nightmare. Works, That's all you have to do. Say yeah, red, red nightmare. nightmare. Red nightmare. Red nightmare. Red nightmare. That's the opposite <laughs> of the place that you used yeah, to work. You never, you never right. say your name. Just say <laughs> well, red yeah, nightmare. I guess that's true. Ah, sure. At red, red nightmare. Yes, yeah. you can say that. You no, can say that as much as you want. Yeah. Yeah. So the guys at Red Nightmare did about eight people dirty in their company and. Yeah, so I was never really given a straight reason. I was more given the wraparound of this and that and the other things and never really, oh, we had an issue with this or oh, we had an issue with that. And uh, I pretty much just, you know. But you know so how the, that's, that's in, uh, industry standard here? Whatever. It is yeah, what welcome it is. to Colorado. Yeah. So, yeah, so as I left, I slammed the door oh. and was followed out. Told uh, restraining order? No, absolutely no. That's no. when I was followed out and said, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> signed an NDA." And I said, "You know, well, you know, you He's guys don't to be do violent. You did don't you, do anything did here." You, that did you take your shirt off? It's different. Yeah, oh, I was holding. No, did you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I know you did. When he reminded me of the NDA, I said, "You know, you guys don't do anything here that's proprietary that nobody else doesn't do or that you can't find out on YouTube." He's like, "Well, still, you signed one, so keep our names out of your mouth and slam the door behind him." So that's fine. Man, Whatever. slam the door too. So there was some there was some uh, tension there. Tension. My mouth closed, but the butt hurt was prominent. Yeah, but her was. I'm a really prominent. surprised you didn't take your shirt off, though. That would have been why? The why? Because that's what you do when you get fired. No, you tear your shirt off. Take your shirt off and, and throw, throw it on the ground. ground. That's what you do. You that's throw it on the, the ground. That's an industry standard. It happens at <laughs> every time. Come on. You have no future in this <laughs> game, kid. <laughs> you don't understand the basic principle. We even said throw it on the ground at yeah. the same time. Obviously, yes. we all know it. Yes. Well, I didn't do that. That was a famous pink house incident, wasn't it? I believe it was. I think it was. Yeah. There was a t-shirt throwing down incident. Oh really? That's awesome. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, oh. <laughs> I, kn- I knew all those guys probably. You know? Nick, how was your week, bud? It was good. Just looking for sour diesel cuts. Did you get it? Did you, did you get it? Oh, I don't know. I know that thing. It's pretty much what he does full time. Yeah, yeah, I did. Two Researching sour diesel cuts. Nick, you know you're it doesn't wrong, work in Colorado. You're in the right? wrong <laughs> place. It doesn't work. You're, you're like not going to happen. Crisscrossing the wrong state over and over again, looking for this <laughs> cut that doesn't exist in the state. So you're getting a, a place in NorCal, you're saying, to grow? Yes. Yeah. I'm a millionaire. 
Nice. Nice. Congratulations. We need some show sponsorships. Millionaires have to sponsor the show. Sponsored (laughs) by Nick Vitus. Basically like a samurai, you just pulled your sword right there. So it means automatic. Automatic. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Boom. Um, The weed with the snake on it. I just got a shot of TJ's uh, dispensary that they've just opened. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Congratulations guys, at TJ's out in Oregon. Looks pretty dope. Looks like a... Looks very Oregon-y. It does look very Oregon-y. Very Oregon-y. Oregon, yes. Jefferson-ish. It looks awesome. Organic provisions. It says. So I like, always wanted ooh, to do provisions. Fuck. Boom. That's like they nailed the it. Code word for like stuff. None of you guys. You'll know what I'm talking about. Probably what a packy is. Oh yeah, packy. Yeah. yeah well, put like it under a, the package. A package store. Yeah, yeah. Package. What's in the package? None of your fucking business. Exactly. Is that a New England thing? It's yeah. A, yes. Total New England thing. Massachusetts, probably specifically during prohibition. Going under the packy. We still have packies. And liquor stores are still called package stores. Interesting. That's why they're called package stores. Yes, I never you knew go that. To, you go in there, and it's and a was... private store, and you come out with a package. It's boxed up. It's bagged it's up and then tied up. Full of drugs and alcohol, basically. That's what it came down All to. All alcohol. <laughs> All dirty shit. Yeah. Prohibition level. Gotcha. It's a packy. Exactly. Moonshine. Exactly. Massachusetts moonshine. Uh, someone says TJ's Organic Provisions is a restaurant. No. It sounds like a restaurant. <laughs> it's his logo, though. I, did you find that, or he did told me yesterday like they, they're open? They have their they have their shit together. This is them, hundred percent, hundred percent. Did he yeah. send that to you? Yes, he did. <laughs> okay, Definitely. Google it, Mitch. You sit in front of a um, no, yeah. internet he wormhole. He told me yesterday they got all their five hundred two and everything's all right, square. So now, so all they're good to go. Are saying it. I don't know. Oh, people are I'm wrong. I'm saying internet people are the internet can be wrong. <laughs> the internet that's the lesson of today's <laughs> show. Yeah, I think that's the what Abraham can. Lincoln oh, said that yeah, first. That's a good. There you that's go. Good. That's the segway. 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 Always a segway around here. We got to do news first, though. Do the news, and then we'll explain our incredible segway. Planned first ever marijuana TV ad pulled from Colorado Station. What? Well, I, I, see, Colorado. I see marijuana TV. I mean, I guess they're state-regulated marijuana like safety ads, though, not like advertisements. Yeah, yeah no, like these people hit me up too, and there it was Channel. I guess I could say because it's in here. Channel Seven was selling ads to dispose for a chunk of change. Yeah, probably pretty penny. But. Yeah, and like it was a solid play. It was like good, good program time. Uh, but the first television ad for a marijuana product set to, set to run on a col- local Colorado station Tuesday night has been pulled from the lineup over legal concerns. The 15-second spot for Neos, which makes vape pens infused with cannabis oil, was scheduled to air on Denver ABC affiliate KMGH before Jimmy Kimmel Live show, a Neos, re- a Neos representative told NBC News last week. But Scripps, the parent company of Denver station KMGH, decided that the commercial shouldn't run said Valerie Miller, a Scripps communications manager. The local station had previously approved the spot, but then told Canabran, the marketing company representing Neos, that the ad would be put on hold indefinitely as the parent company, quote, investigates the legality of airing a federally illegal substance on federal airwaves, a Canabran statement said. Recreational marijuana is legal in Colorado, but not on a federal level. The agency made sure that the commercial adhered to local laws by not showing the vape pen or the marijuana oil that goes into it, Paige Janalewick. Sure. (laughs) The director of media relations for Canabran told NBC News. Local laws also require that marijuana ads can only run if 70% of the audience is 21 or over, which is why Canabran and the ABC affiliate chose the Kimmel time slot when 97% of the audience is over 21, according to a Canabran statement, which cited Nielsen. 
97%, dude. Yeah. Some, some kids are up. There's some kids. No, up. I got, I mean, I'm kids, watching it. Kids are on the internet, though. No. Yeah, that's true. They don't even watch TV. Anymore. I mean, I was just watching a, a movie on IFC, the IFC like, movie channel, and it right after all the advertisements, it says, like, you know, endorsed or sponsored by High Times. It has a big High Times logo on there. I mean, I'm assuming that's different because it's like a cable, an extra paid for channel. I mean, it's not even necessarily cable, like, it's like a premium, premium channel. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the first time I've certainly seed and seen anything. Seed. seed. <laughs> that's the first time I seeds. Uh, no, it's the first time I've seen anything on a national level. I mean, IFC's national, so to be sponsored by. I don't think it was probably cool. on every IFC. Well, that's what I'm wondering. If you know, is it just a I Colorado that, or California? I bet that ad was so lame. Anyway. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't it was like, its own pull ad. The trigger, pull it was the like trigger. running, running, it was, riding horses on the beach. No, like, well. no. It was. <laughs> it was just after all the ads, and then it said IFC endorsed by. I know. By I'm not talking times. about your ad. I'm talking about the ad they, they were talking about. Yeah, it was definitely a bunch of people around a campfire. It was camp. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Colorado smoke vibes, <laughs> bro. So we've got news, 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 oh, trigger we're on it. On, news, 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 news. All right, yep. so the cops just yelling freeze. Menominee Indian tribe members to voice opinions on legalizing marijuana on reservation in Kashina, Wisconsin. The Menominee Indian tribe members will soon have a chance to weigh in on whether marijuana should be legal for recreational and medicinal use on their reservation in northeastern Wisconsin. The tribe plans to hold a referendum vote on August 19th and 20th to find out how its members feel about legalizing the drug. Members will be asked whether medical marijuana should be u- should be allowed and whether anyone age 21 or older should be allowed to use the drug recreationally on the Menominee Indian Reservation. I'm saying it right every time. I'm nailing it respectfully. Menominee. Everything goes back to that song. Racist. That's not racist. Yes, making a song of their tribe name is racist. Menominee. No, how is that racist? Childish is what you're trying to say. Menominee. I can't help it. All the Indian Nothing names wrong are with hilarious childish. sometimes. They are hilarious. <laughs> they sometimes. are sometimes. You're like, what? How's your meeting on Sunday go done? It was kind of funny. <laughs> they were from a really funny tribe. I only want what to say tribe was that? It. No, I'm not going to say it. You I, need to say I it. I can't because I can't say it. Can you it. sing it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. If gonna, you no. were to try to no, say it, how no, would it sound? No, no I'm not going to mention it. You're not going to say it at all? I have NDAs just like you. <laughs> I have NDAs yeah. I signed. I can't. Well, if you had to say something that that rhymes. It rhymes. It's a rhymer. It's one of those like, really? Your name rhymes that's pretty funny you know you're like haha and it sounds sexual too so that's what you need yes. to tell me well figure it out yourself i can't it's a sexual sounding double named indian thing come on <laughs> get it together can you write it down on a piece of paper and show no, me no 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 yes. i won't even say it no no no, no. i need to uh, later 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 <laughs> and i have an nda they're gonna come get me you, know, you yeah, don't want to mess around with indians let me tell you why not? Because they'll take your head off or shrink it or are something you crazy. Shrink <laughs> your head. I think that's the wrong kind of ending. Oh, my God. <laughs> now we're getting borderline racist. <laughs> now, we're definitely reaching uh, that. Have you scalp seen Beetlejuice? Maybe. That scalp dude you. that shrinks his head? They'll scalp you. Head. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, they'll scalp you. They'll do all that. Crap. News, 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 please. News, I can't news. even keep reading this article now. I apologize to any of our native news, listeners. News, 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 Huffington Post. Marijuana is a presidential issue. Discussion of marijuana yeah. in the public space has come a long way since Bill Clinton famously claimed he didn't inhale in 92. We've even come quite a way since Barack Obama said he definitely inhaled because, quote, that was the whole point, before saying in the same breath that he'd made a lot of mistakes in his youth. The moment that Rand Paul, Cory Booker, and Kristen Gillibrand introduced the Car- Carers Act in the U.S. Senate, 
marijuana and its legal status was catapulted from a state to a national stage. In fact, Paul's widely publicized campaign for president, including fundraising during the National Cannabis Industry Association Conference in Denver, is one of the many factors that will make marijuana legalization a front and center issue in the 2016 presidential race. Going forward, that attention could have a real effect on the legitimacy of cannabis in the national consciousness. As legalization has quickly spread, candidates are already being asked about their positions on both medical use and adult use cannabis. Responses range from the enthusiastic backing of Bernie Sanders and the pragmatic support of Ron Rand Paul to the not-in-my-lifetime Chris Christie, though the, though the majority of candidates seem to be... You must hate that guy. Chris Christie. Yes, Chris. Like, fuck that guy. Is his name? Like, I mean, is that, is that kind of a pun? Fuck you could make it into lots of puns. Do you consider puns. him your governor? Being from no. New Jersey? No. Dude, no. he's such, such a, a fucking douche. He's bad. such a douche. I, I, haven't, here's the, I haven't lived in New Jersey since he has been elected. He's like, I never got to vote in an election douche. where he was in. Yeah, so. He's the worst. Douche. You know, I don't know who the governor of Massachusetts is. But I don't either. <laughs> yeah, like, do you consider that guy your governor? You Between him and Trump. Paul Patrick, I think, maybe. Sure, some Irish guy. The black guy. Oh, surprise, surprise. I, I thought he had to resign after that whole freeway thing. Oh, Chris Christie? Like, when that he was, shut it down? Yeah, but now he's that? running for president. So he, clo he closed down the, the George Washington Bridge? Yeah, yeah pretty much. I thought, I it was thought some he had Jersey to shit. Yeah, someone time. didn't blame it on him. It made yeah. it look like. But so he just kept being able to be in office Whoa. after that? Yeah. What are you yeah, smoking? Yeah. He just Chicken? <laughs> that, no, that was Zupretzel's bike. Oh, my God. That smelled like a corpse. Was that Zupretzel? Whatever, whatever number nine is, Zupretzel. not good. That's Zupretzel's, right? That's Zupretzel's, <laughs> I think. Uh, though yeah. the majority of candidates seem to be taking the states are the laboratories of democracy approach of not taking a stance either way. Many seem to have revised their views based on the increasing public sentiment in favor of marijuana. Over 50% of voters in the key swing states of Ohio, Florida, and Pennsylvania approve of marijuana legalization, with that number jumping over 80% for medical cannabis, statistics which match nationwide trends. So, pretty much, you're not going to be president unless you want weed to be legal. Ergo, weed's going to be legal. Ergo, yay. We drank mimosas this morning. <laughs> That's it. We're done with weed. We're just drinking mimosas now. That's it. We've moved. No, we're, we're celebrating. Moved oh, we're, we're celebrating. celebrating. Is thought we quit. Come on. Usually, Jesus when things Christ become hot, well, anytime something becomes real, cool, we cool, gotta get I, leave. We're not even cool, and it's beyond cool. It's well, like it's beyond it's, cool. It's mainstream. <laughs> it's mainstream. Point. Then it's like boo. Uh, on to the next thing. No one knows about. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I still can't get over that smell. Of that whatever Dude, you just zoo pretzels. It's like I'm in pain. That's what was terrible. See I'm now that you I'm know glad it's you, called I'm glad you have terrible like, selection. Oh, that's it's actually s'mores. I, I picture like, I that. monkeys <coughs> sl flinging poo yeah. more than yeah. pretzels. It's like a fucking no. That's the idea. Smokiness of the pretzels. The smokiness of the number nine. If you can hear us, whoever made number nine from Chalice, your shit's What number was that? What number was that? Go back to making meth. Yeah. Oh my god. It smells fucking delicious, though. No, it doesn't. It absolutely does. Smell it. Oh, that's not even the, the same unburnt? one. That's not the same one. Yeah, that's not. Maybe, maybe it's the crockpot of death. <laughs> that's not the monk. That is. Is that what we're calling it now? I'm not going to call it anything. It smells good. Zoo pretzels is a rosin, I think it was. Yeah, it smells good. Zoo pretzels. Was yeah, but when he burnt it, it, it didn't taste smell like good. That at all. It's the crock pot. It's his dirty crock pot. It's because it's not. That thing's clean. you got to clean it. I came here. No. All right. Press the news. I'm telling you, sublimation right. doesn't work with uh, the non-solid news. News. Some Colorado news. Update. Veil ban on pot stores grows, gets preliminary okay. In Veil, there aren't any retail marijuana stores here now. And there won't be any retail for the foreseeable future. The Vail Town Council on Tuesday voted 6-1 to one to give first reading approval of a ban on retail marijuana stores as well as cultivation facilities. 
The ban, which will face a final approval vote as soon as August 4th, replaces a temporary moratorium the town imposed in 2014. After a handful of extensions, Council, Dave, Council Member Dave Chapin proposed a permanent ban at the Council's July 7th meeting. In this case, though, permanent is a relative term. Chapin said Tuesday the Council could overturn the current ordinance almost as soon as it's passed. And Vail voters in November will elect at least two and as many as four new Council members. That thing, yeah, it's definitely not going to hold because... Uh People I mean, want weed. Well, the guy, ski, the ski guy, towns need to and sell the guy them. who owns half that town, he's also one of the main people in Native Roots. So right, I mean, that would make no sense that he couldn't make some pulleys. He owns half the fucking town, so that's a bullshit. Bullshit news. Bullshit news. Another another classic example of. I uh, wish the kid was here to play the sound clips. So I, I could know. Do the next Seriously, could actually, yeah, the kid. Flawless production is now being uh, Emmy award winning. Where's the Emmy? Yeah, where's that Emmy? <laughs> he stashed it. Kid, hey. kid. <laughs> Would you, oh, the Emmy's in the box. He just yeah. puked from that <laughs> number nine. Okay? Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Kid. Well, well, we're all we're We need a news, news, news. It's standing. not. We can, we're Cleanse the palate. Yes. Just saying like, oh, we got it's red better if I just say it. We got and red. Jed's no, commenting on the thing, no. being like, I fucking hate the news clip. That okay. means it's yeah, awesome. That's the Dredd best thing hates ever. It, best thing then it means Turn people, it up. ten people love it. Crank it up, Dredd. How about this one from the Westward? Was Big Pharma behind Colorado's rejection of medical marijuana for PTSD? Dun, dun, dun. I feel like this is going to be a really long article, so I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing. Washington's voters legalized recreational marijuana the same day that Colorado's did, but so far that state has been far behind Colorado in creating the infrastructure for the new industry. a nice way to say it. Yeah, isn't it a really nice way? (coughs) It makes it sound like we're forward thinking here. Right, right. (laughs) Far behind in most ways, that is. Last week, the Colorado Board of Health again rejected adding post-traumatic stress disorder to the list of conditions for which medical marijuana can be prescribed. But Washington will be approving PTSD on July 24th. In making its decision, the Colorado Board cited a lack of sufficient scientific evidence proving the plant's effective treatment of PTSD. But Sue Sisley begs to differ. She's the Arizona physician who's been research- Arizona physician who's been researching the effect of marijuana on veterans suffering from PTSD, and had been awarded a two million dollar grant from Colorado for a study that's gained approval of the FDA. But that study continues to be on hold since the Fed-approved facility has not been able to produce the requested strains of cannabis, which were. I'm gonna find stupid out. Let names. Me see if I can find it. Real sour diesel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Snake Vine is out there searching high. He's sending me pictures as we're sitting here talking. Searching he's like, all Colorado. He's like, what do you think this one? Is? Do you think this is it? <laughs> <laughs> this happens a lot. We get, I get a lot of pictures to look at, and I almost am fucking <laughs> confused at this point because it's been so long since I've I'm so seen the real confused. thing. Guys, we, we've ago. done it to ourselves. You've yeah. done it really to yourselves have, yeah. exactly. You spun yourselves out. So Cicely was in D.C. last month to testify about the testify, testify about the obstacles to research, and she'll be in Washington State tomorrow talking about the work she's been able to do with veterans groups, which shows that cannabis definitely helps those suffering from PTSD. So she's actually positive. She's saying it works, right? She <laughs> has been doing the research, and she definitely says it's, it works, okay. right? And, so why, and then Colorado's just, like, reversed all of it. Well, right. she has her sus- suspicions about what happened behind the scenes at the Colorado hearing. Oh. Whereof the 50-plus speakers, only two testified in opposition of the proposal. Several members who voted no cited the fact that APA and other organized medicine groups oppose this initiative, she says. I'm concerned that these organized medicine groups are heavily influenced by (coughs) big pharma. 
Obviously, pharma has a vested interest in suppressing these initiatives because they have the potential to harm their business model. This uh, specific story very much frustrates me because... Because you're a vet. Because you're a vet now. Obviously. No, no. <laughs> Not but only is he a biker, he's a vet, biker... Well, biker vet, one of those. Yeah. And... I, I you done? Yeah, yes. yeah. I was going okay. to announce your new I'll job. I'll just wait. I mean, it's fine. I can wait a little longer. You guys can keep is going. Emmy to- award winning, by the way. Sorry. Is it not totally obvious kid is very upset about his, his past week? You're down to about a six. PTSD. No, Usually like, nine, nine, nine. You, maybe you're sure. six today. But no, this bothers me because my best friend and my roommate throughout college actually left um, our junior year and joined the military. Um, and he was 82nd Airborne um, Frontline. Uh, so he spent some time over in Iraq, and I mean, when he came back, it it was crazy because he. I mean, we used to smoke all the time together, and he just wasn't the same person. And uh, when I mean, down to the things where, like, if he was sleeping, and alarms, things like alarm clocks would would set him off and wake him up in an absolute panic, or loud noises, or anything like that would freak him out. So, um, and when he would come back, you know, he he was done. They discharged him honorably because he had some issue with his colon. So he started smoking again, and when he smokes, it's it's literally like it's the same person that he was in college. But when he's when he's not smoking, you can literally see him just sitting in his chair every now and then, like just checking himself to see if his weapon, weird shit like that. So the fact that anybody can see or know anybody with PTSD and then have them smoke cannabis and then say it doesn't make a difference. Well, it's a pretty crazy. obvious thing. It's like one of those, like, are you kidding me? Like, really? It, that's like exactly one, what it's for. The one thing that would probably literally, be Literally, quite literally exactly you, what it's for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can forget out. shit. So you can forget shit, too. I mean, that's the classic uh, <laughs> example of if you could remember every single person. If you had, like, photographic memory, you go mad. But right. Anybody who has that is, like, cursed because all of a sudden they can't, they see somebody's face, they can't oh. ever forget it. Imagine clocking all that. You know what I mean? We're we're pretty good at forgetting who we don't need to remember, and you know, f- clearing out our cachet every so often. We're like, all right, that whatever. I haven't <laughs> talked to that person in twenty. Doesn't years, matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you see them again, it, you might register, might not. But it's not the most important thing in the world. You know what I mean? But it, in general, if you uh, smoke weed at the end of the day, it kind of unwinds you, and that gives you that ability to, to forget, which is, I think, it's secret. I think that's the secret. No, there's that whole BBC documentary on weed that talks about that effect specifically. We Dave Von Dillon of the Lee Cannabis sneak, Studio. Sneaky, sneaky in the studio. Nice. Chilling out in his farmer gear. Oh, good. We got uh, some. So far, farmer with a coach bag. <laughs> we got, uh, we got, um, he has, we got some flavors, it looks like. I see some. That's, yeah. He's <gasps> in a it's oh, coach wait a store bag. Is this it? No. Oh, it's the real Sour D. No. No. Is it the Big Sur Hollywood? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dog's Waltz. Dog's Waltz. Ooh, I haven't My seen favorite. that in a while. You stay away. You stay away. <laughs> that should be Cam Star Heavy. Killer. Here. Someone leaves. Ah, thank you. Mm. It's all your air. This is all <laughs> greenhouse. That's exactly what Christy wants right now. She's like, you got sativa, you got sativa, you got sativa. This, this is not sativa. This is that sativa is. right here. Let me see, Adam. Is it, is it the real deal, Adam? It seems right. Like right on the right side of the fence, that's for sure. Yeah, let me see the jar. Let me sniff that thing. I mean, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for that. sure. I mean, it's it's in. I mean, the it whole smells like tea and sagey and that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that is the origins of everything. That that we, and it, like I said, when like we talked about earlier, I, there was no names on it when I was getting it. It was right, just, it's triple A, just triple A, and it came from that area. And pretty much everything was kind of tagged with that big Sir Holy tag. Is if it was good, it was just like kind of like how 
a lot of weed gets <clears throat> into a certain league. I wish we could have like a way to just transfer smells there. Like that's got to happen eventually, somehow. Or I've seen this thing it's coming soon. I've seen this thing for phones that apparently does a pretty good. I posted it on my Facebook like a year ago. It's physically yeah. impossible to make that happen. No, no it's going to well, happen. It, it analyzes the terpenes real quick, and then it has all those terpenes in little containers and, and on a receiver, like, and it spits them out in the right mix. No it's not going to be exact. That's ridiculous. It's like a fax though. Like when you fax something, lame. it's not exact. No, that's when you lame. fax someone, it's that's exactly like the same no. thing as you. you have have nine colors to paint a painting with. Yeah. Use a combination of the same nine. Or it's, they have more than nine It's like terpenes. not buying the 28-pack of crayons and I mixing colors. I am aware of what it is. I'm just saying that's... It only costs an extra dollar. All right, well, invent something better. Invent something better. Buy the, extra, buy the extra smell pack. The smell pack add-on? The smell pack mod? Smell pack mod. That's what, we'll, that's what it is. Is there more news? Uh, sure, speaking of sniff, I got moss news. Moss news. So this one's from the Arizona Daily Sun, so I don't know if it's everywhere or white or, or what. Or white. Or white. Or white. white. Sniff test alone no longer sufficient for marijuana search in Phoenix. The smell of marijuana is no longer enough in Arizona for police to get a warrant and come busting down the door. The state court of appeals has ruled. In a split decision, the judges acknowledged that in the past, the odor of the plant, whether fresh or freshly smoked, was enough to provide police with probable cause that a crime was taking place, and that had provided the basis to go to a judge to seek permission to come in. But Judge Peter Eckerstrom, writing for the majority, said all that changed in 2010 when voters approved the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act. Medical marijuana use pursuant to AMMA is lawful under Arizona law, he wrote. Therefore, its scent alone does not disclose whether a crime has occurred. Put simply, Eckerstrom wrote, the smell of marijuana, absent some other evidence, does not provide the constitutional basis for a search. Instead, the court set up what is what it called an odor plus standard. Uh, we have an odor plus standard around here, too. It can't just smell good. It has to also be good. Is that is that roughly the standard? Smelling good is a, is a first step in being good, I think. Yes, yeah. They have to cross over. It doesn't smell good. Right. I don't want to see if it is good because it's probably not going to be good. We learned the hard way there. <laughs> so these guys say that now they need <laughs> other evidence. They don't care how high it gets you. Well, because they have medical and, you know, they, they probably busted down so many people's doors and we're like, oh, sorry. Well, the case involves three police officers, one from South Tucson and two from Tucson, who said there was an overpowering odor of fresh marijuana coming from a warehouse. And they got a warrant based on the smell, and they found 357 plants and 53 pounds dry. That sounds like a good bust. Yeah. But there was also evidence that the building served as a residence, and items indicated a young child lived there. So some dude got arrested. Uh, kids in bed. He tried, he tried to have the search warrant quashed. It was rejected. He was found guilty. Uh, I guess he doesn't sound, like any, doesn't sound like anything positive for the well like, I, for the reason why they they can't do come into your place. No, and then I think I think he he went on appeal. Let's see, fifty three yeah. pounds dry, three hundred fifty seven plants. You're fucking working, dude. Well, yeah, and and, like, and there was a young kid there, like for sure. Uh, yeah, the access it seems to everything. Not definite. It seems not definite. I mean, that's a case changer right there. And though, he broke right? all the rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, since I mean, it's like since I broke all the rules, can we just have this all overturned now? Right, it's like just I, fuck it all. I'm gonna I mean, appeal the shit all. out of it. I didn't fuck up. I did. I did it 100 percent, breaking all the rules. So there you go. No, he got it overturned. Got it How overturned. did he get it overturned? 
because no way. there's no way that the police should have searched him because medical marijuana is legal, so that shouldn't have been a reason for them to search. So it wasn't enough for probable cause. Fruit of a like poisonous that. tree. Can't go to jail for that shit. Yeah. Wow. Lawyer that? magic. T-t-d. T-t-d. A lot of money. What was the lawyer's name? Does it say? How much money did this no, guy have? it does not. Yes, he was Jewish, I bet. We had three, he had 58 pounds. So he was yeah, doing yeah he probably right. was doing all right. He had some cash saved. <laughs> Mm. All right. All well, right. that concludes news. This news. No more news. Wow. All right. Yeah, there was some big news last week that we totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> big, I don't like, know. Real legitimate wait, news. Wait, was there actual work? news that we forgot? I think there was. It's cold in here. I just want to make the statement clear. Cold. No, it's cold in here. I'm just saying. We're gonna get cold in. Willie's gonna be in here with Herman soon. It's gonna get hot. It'll get hot and steamy. Steamy, and he's gonna play trumpet in your ear. It's gonna bleed. I, you know, I don't even need to run sound effects. Mike, what do you got going on over there, Pyrotechnic. We got a kiss show going on in the background. <laughs> low temp dabs is obviously this is the uh, puddle. price you pay. Puddle, price you yeah, pay. This is about this is for you. So, anytime. this is for you. Uh, shout outs. Shout outs? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, really. let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, what's going on? Shout out to the, the big jerky man. Oh, jerky, jerky oh, plantains, man. Some fish, plantains, and dumplings. Oh, there you go. Pass it to the boss. Put it next to the donuts. Put it next to the donuts. You see, you can't do that. No, we made it fresh for you in the kitchen. Oh, man. I made those this morning. It got demoted. I woke up at 3.30 to make those donuts. You. Just kidding. All right. Of course you had breakfast today. It was like the first time I'm not really hungry. I know. I know. Kids hungry. Kids hungry. I ate like nine of those donuts. I didn't. Mike's <laughs> always on. I, I just had that. a meatloaf sandwich like I always do on Wednesdays from Hutchinson downstairs. I need to get them to sponsor. It's so good. Is that your thing? Every Wednesday? <coughs> meatloaf um, sandwich? Well, yeah. Meatloaf sandwich? Yeah. Well, not in and general. And the place gets I'm more crowded every week. Because you tell, because so. you're fucking shouting them out I, on the show. That's well, why. Creating your own demise. That's pretty miserable tired. experience we had there last week, though, right? You miserable. always get a bad. Yeah, the no. customer service there is ass, that but guy. the meatloaf sandwiches. Me. Mitch, Mitch like asked him to fucking. He was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Can I get this to go?" And the guy looked at him like, "Well, I mean, I guess I can just give you some foil." And like, <laughs> <laughs> like walked away. And like, totally. had to wrap his I think I know who you're talking about. The fuck is that? The 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 kids aren't always on point. Yeah, but he, they love me for their some kid. reason. He's their I don't know why. Because yeah, you're shirts. And you guys, come, you, guys, you, guys, you guys, like, totally clashed. You had, like, you know, That's sword fighting. Kid on, on kid. Kid on kid sword fight going on in there. It was not working. No. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. What? Adam, I'm really surprised you didn't go, like, stop the show until you say how awesome that dab was. It was tasty as hell. What was that? What, what but was we can't say what it is because it's like... My I, my source for dabs, good dabs in the city, were... Dried up when I started talking to him so much, so I'm not letting this secret out. It's Write it down on a piece of paper and hand it over. Yeah, I'll just show you. It's, you know who it is. Boom. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That was in-house one. Though. That was an in-house. Yes, that was his own. Oh, and the flavors were insane. Yeah. Is it the one I think it is? <clears throat> well, I'll pass the, it to you. The you can flavor I got one I for think you. It is. This is citrus. Let me just no, say though that but really it, no, poopy. but it, it is. But it's not. It, uh, <laughs> that poopy <laughs> taste and stuff did a good job though. Feel real good. Oh, you got the poop on now. You got poop real on. Feel real good. Diaper poop. dabs. Yeah. All right. Can we do shout outs and then transition to our guests? Let's do the shout outs. Thank you. Let's do it. Big, big shout out to Way to Grow. Uh, check them out at waytogrow.net. You can stock up on gardening knowledge, gardening supplies. If you go to the store, you need anything, just tell them, Adam, at the end, they'll say, you got an account. If you've never been there before, you probably don't know this, but they'll say, 
You do all your shopping. You you when candy. do I say Adam Dunn show? When candy, you get as much candy as you, you obviously try to eat as much candy while so you're much candy. Candy. When you walk in, grab a handful of candy. And you need to catch them every the time they look down at the register. You grab another piece. Yeah. And you just go for one but type. But go for one type, yeah, exactly. You need to, to be a specific candy predator. Yeah, you have yeah. to yeah, you have to have yeah. a plan. You, you have, can't if you're a Twizzler guy, you're a Twizzler guy. You stick to your Twizzlers, don't switch around. Me, I'm a Twix guy. You got no Twix in there? I probably was buying gear that day. I mean, they're 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 candy we, supplies, and they will know who is there. And we'll just like you guys are job. picky, you wouldn't take it anyways. I don't take the Twizzlers. No, I won't take the Twizzlers. I have to be in a really picky mood to be able to eat one that's just the Tootsie Rolls left. But right, wow, right. A lot of times they have like the Twix or the Kit Kats. Yeah. Yeah. No Kit Kat, I'll let go. The Laffy Taffies, I wish I could get, but every time I try to peel the fucking I knew I knew I hit a nerve when I said candy on this one. I was just like, and pick up some candy while you're there. No, anyway, you can't get candy anywhere else. Not like you can buy candy at the fucking store. As much candy as they have, they have 15 times as much gardening supplies there. 15 times, I think they have more than that. 25 times, they have a lot. They have a lot of shit. A lot. Anyway, go there at the end of your transaction. Say Adam Dunn show when they ask you about the account. You'll get at least twenty five percent off everything. Yep, it's a great deal. It's a great deal, and it's for everything that you need from sprayers to fucking beakers, fucking beakers, all sorts, of scissors, <laughs> the little stuff. Ryan, the kids' favorite edible. Oh yeah, oh name them all backwards, kid. Backwards. backwards and say the words backwards. Like, say yes. the words yes. backwards. Yes. I don't yes. think I can say. Well, how do you even do that? Do it. Just you do know it. Them. Like the like kid. bar is rabbed, right? So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rab. Everything rabbed. <laughs> you can read it. <laughs> Hold on, try, try to do one. Try to do one. Okay, so do one. Um, do the my uh, high I'm bar. Too, oh, that's that's easy because like high is like that. You can't really say high backwards. It's like you got to do the letters backwards. Stand on your head and say it. Do Makiba backwards. That one's easy. Yeah, Makiba. Makiba. That's all I can't even think. So it'll be. I'll become. Yeah, Rab. Rab. Probably Rab Abakim. And now it sounds like it's from Star Wars. Rab Abakim. But yeah. Save forwards, IncrediblesColorado.com. Highly effective. That's what I have to say about them. You won't be able to say it backwards if you eat one. Yeah. Or, or you will. Or you will. Yeah, or, or you could only it say it backwards. Or that's all. Right. You, you might get stuck. They're, they're the best. Of course, big shout out to Dark Horse Genetics, uh, the original creators of the Bruce Banner. You can check them out online, darkhorsegenetics.com. Also, don't forget to download the app. That's the way to go. Download the app, whether you're on Google or Android, whether you're on iPhone. Download the app, and I get a little... Go check you out know. the shop too if you're there. Yeah, he, check I, it. If he, you're he will in, be there today. If you're in LA, go you're in him. Washington. Go meet the man. Go meet have him sign the Hulk pack. himself. Have him sign your pack. Make him flex for Make you. Make him flex and rip his shirt though. Yeah, hey, that's, you that's, gotta that's, do it. He loves when you ask him to do that too. That's his favorite thing. Yes, of course. Big shout out to tell him Adam said you should do it. Yeah, Adam said you should flex. Said you would do it. Your shirt. And if you if you take a picture of that and send it and or tag it at hashtag Adam Dunshow and add Adam Dunshow. Yeah. We'll send you a T-shirt. There you go. Uh, also, shout out builtosoil.com. Jeremy's <laughs> going to come on next week, nice. do a whole big show. He's going to physically be here? I don't think he's going to be here in person, okay. but they just got the soil mixing machine installed. He's, like, and super psyched, yeah. and he's... Okay. I think we're going to get a bunch of that top dressing stuff. Get it quick. I know. Before it runs out. I know. He's, yeah, so Jeremy's coming on next week. Check him out. If you want to introduce some organic methods, whether you want to be all organic, whether you want to just do organic IPM, whether you want to just hire him to mix soil, they they do it. Right? They do a good job, right, Dave? Yeah, he killed it for us. 
He killed it for our next sponsor, Elite Organic Supply, Elite Cannabis. Uh, I never heard of him. Mary's Medicinals. We have the man himself, oh, the yeah, supervillain, Dave Bonvillain in the studio. Does anyone Bonvillain. else call you supervillain? That's obviously been done before, right? Yeah, yeah. Previously. Right, but we're, that's happening. <laughs> um, can can I interest you in a cape? <laughs> you definitely um, need a cape. So, oh, kid, what's going on? We want to bring Dave on in high production. In the in the next shout to talk about all the stuff that you got a ton of stuff going on. Mary's medicinal CBD products now being offered offered out of state even yeah. Yeah, they're offering nationwide. Nationwide Mary's CBD products. Can I, this is a perfect time for me to chime in here. Do it. <clears throat> Someone hit me up 20 minutes ago, and I won't obviously say the name, but they're in Florida, and they said, "Hey, I have a really good friend whose five-month-old daughter has cancer. They live in Florida, and they can't find good CBD. Do you know where I can get some?" I s- sent him right Mary's over to it, and he's very grateful com. for the link. You need uh, cancer medicine? Marysnutritionals.com. They'll send it to you. It's medicine. I'm not, I, I can't, say, I can't uh, say it's a cure, but I can say it's, it's medicine. So you might want to try it. Well, sure. It's, it's good source. That's material. That's, yeah. That's the key to the whole thing, you know? It's not God Chinese damn. crap. Yeah, it's not, it's not it's shitty not hemp based. Yeah, I love your uh, aerial photographs of the, the farm as well. It's awesome. Yeah. Got a drone? Is that how you do that? Oh, nine more trucks of soil from Build the Soil. And these have in seven days, Jeremy mixed you and shipped you nine trucks of soil. Nine trucks, and they have bags the size of Volkswagen Beetles, full of dirt. Yeah. Twenty-eight trucks of dirt. You think your operation's big? You got no idea. That's that's pretty much the long and short of it. Yeah, and I mean that's that's for you like literally the the most important part is the quality. Right, because you're just growing outside. The sun's yeah. going to be the same. You know, the dirt's what what matters. How big are your holes that you're digging? Yeah, how big are those holes? They were two foot by about four and a half, five foot deep. Two so foot by five foot deep. That's big. And you had a big auger, giant auger thing that yeah, came in this? 80 gallons of water. Those are big, nice. big trees. Big, nice. big, big, big trees. Is that everything you brought in jars? Is it from those, from that crop, or is this all indoor? No, this is all indoor. This is all indoor, okay. I was like, wow. Well, I, I want to smoke some of this dog's wall. It's definitely it's one of my faves. Yeah, the dog's wall's great straight. Great straight. That's another Money Mike selection. That's the Is that the big yeah. sir? That's the big. You might want to. Try I want to get it. I'm interested in that. Sativa one. I'm wait. All right, we'll wait. Chill okay. in. Okay. All right, we'll wait. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> good because we're about to introduce you. Yeah, properly. we don't. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about the yeah, I mean, on the front end, it definitely has a, a nice sort of. It comes in nice. It's not really. It's not that a lot of times, the, the certain sativas are just coming too, too much for people right up the front end. Too intense. Yeah, this one's nice. Almost has an orange blossom smell to it. You almost have an orange blossom smell. It's my right. nickname. That's yeah. Bike Orange Blossom Holly. Yes. Michael Bicycle Orange Blossom Holly. Smell that way. That's dead it. air time. Come on, guys. Dead air. Come All on, right. kid. Be soft, salty air. over there. You're the salty one. Get no, in but here. I'm not. I can't show He is sitting there with his arms crossed. Look at arms crossed, being salty. I, I, and defensive I position. NBA, defensive. Wait, no, I'm really not all, I'm not all that I'm not really all that salty. You know what I mean? If the... The company wants to restructure. That's fine. I'm not. I don't know why you guys <laughs> think I'm so, so, uh, like I'm even so salty. Sour. You just got pulled right into it, there. Cool. You just got. Oh, good. I did. Fell, I got right. You, you fell right into the trap. Dude got yeah, sucked in though. Yeah. But it's okay. Whatever. That's it. Whatever. 
smells awesome. I'm not salty. All right, I'm, so I am pretty stoned though, so that might be what that you're might be a salty. So let's introduce our guest. Yes, in studio, Christy Gigax. In person, Christy Gigax, daughter of Frank Gigax. For new listeners who may have heard something about the story, haven't been on our show. Frank Gigax was the guy behind the bunkers. Uh, Dave Richards was on our show some time ago, and he told the story about uh, specifically the high desert in California where these massive underground bunkers were breeding these three-way crosses of land-raised cannabis uh, to produce the roots of all the known strands today. And now, since then, that story has... Some more details have become clear. It's not quite the exact same story. But the story that remains is kind of even more interesting than the original one. And... um, Christy's in studio, apparently with notes, which is awesome, to tell us the whole damn thing. I, I know a lot of us who are sitting in studio and uh, a lot of our like core listening audience has definitely been interested in this story, has taken it on as a personal like fascination, and people have been doing their own Unsolved Mysteries shit on it, and it's pretty crazy to have you here, Christy. Thank you. There's so many sides to it, though. What exactly are you asking? I don't know. What's on your piece of paper? <laughs> Straight to your notes. Go to your notes. Um, let's see. Okay. Well, one of the things that I wanted to mention was I saw that your Facebook post the other day about how you were disillusioned. Sure. And that just rang so clear. Just recently, you know, I have seen a real dark side to the industry. And um, a while ago, I spoke with my father, and he said that for him, it wasn't even about the money. He was just all about the design and the construction of it. And he actually made a deal with all of the people that work for him. He said, hey going to build this thing which the average was about 1.2 million dollars to build i'm going to build this thing you work for me for five years and then it's your and you split 50 percent of the profits for that five years and then it's yours so you know he just wanted to get it going it was entertainment for him sure it wasn't about the greed or whatever that some people have come to know lately. Well, he probably liked to help people sort of come up a bit. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like that's, that's My dad's all about that. Absolutely. Which, which was also losing in the industry because uh, for the longest time, everybody was, you know, helping each other up and moving each other forward. And now it's kind of like people are scared that they're going to lose their market share and everybody's standing behind them with their little pencils and, you know, want to see profits and they got little notepads and they're like, well, you know, all of a sudden we're under scrutiny, which we've never really been because normally we're all like, just do our thing and now all of a sudden we have to write everything down and, you know, and that's one of the things I think that impressed us is that without even having notes in front of him, your father could put down all the information necessary to do this and that was, you know, that was more than impressive because we know how it is to build a any kind of scale thing it's constantly like you know you go to the you know when you go to the buy stuff that you're going to go back to buy more stuff yeah you definitely don't have it all on the first time. don't have it on the first time and it seems like you know he had a design in his head where you could literally go in and do it at the one-shot deal and not 
draw attention to yourself by right. walking into the, well, this guy's back again for the 17th time today because he's Buying stowed one and he, plumbing part <laughs> and, and one HVAC part. And I've watched people yeah. do it. You know, like I've been in the Home Depot and then I can spot people who build grow rooms in a heartbeat because they're usually like looking in the either the plumbing section, the ventilation section, you know, electrical section, and they're lost you know what i mean the kind of, they're putting things together in a way to that figure, they don't yeah, go together they're, they're like, for sure you know that doesn't actually go with that yeah, well maybe maybe we'll see you know but yeah it was pretty awesome to see that he had it dialed in you know because he's uh, that's his uh that's, his, that's how yeah. his brain my cover works. was yeah. always science fair project by the way i would go and whatever <laughs> weird shit i'd be like yeah we're going on this science fair project with my kid brother i don't know i need whatever. i need 18 inch uh inline fans hi some kid genius i got no fucking idea <laughs> <laughs> i got the list i don't know that was all that was always my hardware store cover so yeah i mean it's i there's so many questions there are so many swirling theories i mean from the start why don't you tell us where it started i mean i think we even un underestimate the scale of the story and i don't know how much you're comfortable sharing or how much well i could tell you a little bit um and if you want if you want to lean into the mic like two like inches it'll sound okay how's yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah there you okay. go okay <laughs> um back i believe in the early 70s my Dad started to smuggle tons of marijuana over the border, and uh, from Mexico. Yeah, okay. from Mexico, and you know, it, well, I mean, before it started, even before that, he, I was asking Mike earlier how he got his start. He said by selling dime bags or something like that, and that's exactly. He said where everybody starts, and that's exactly where my dad started. I mean, I think it was a can or something a little bit bigger than a dime bag, but. Yeah, and that's all in his story, like the very beginning of it. Yeah, and you know, back then, I think also... Uh, so he wasn't like a a big like criminal enterprise who went into cannabis smuggling. No, he was a pot dealer, and he just got bigger yeah, and bigger. Yeah, well, he, he was actually a plumber, like the working, the pipes of the plumbing, is that kind of plumber, mm. and construction. So that's, okay. you know... Perfect, perfect yeah. overlap. Exactly. Yeah, and you can see where, you know, obviously, if that's your profession, then you're, you know, going to calculate things like that. And as you're out there looking at, you know, cannabis on a on a daily, start thinking like, well, shit, I could do this myself. And then, obviously, think bigger than your average person, which is awesome. You know, and and f be able to fulfill it and bring in the right team because it's all about team effort stuff too now people know because now here are people you can actually go hire an hvac company or you can go hire a plumber and they're you know cannabis friendly now but 10 years ago there was nobody who was if they were they were they were either doing it completely on the side and uh, you know and licensed which is a few people but most people just you know kind of did their thing and maybe weren't doing it the right way hopefully <laughs> knew what they were doing hopefully were exactly but more cowboy, you know. Yeah. And then, so I'm sure in, in that day and age, to have that high quality uh, workmanship built in from the beginning, which is awesome, because most people, it's all retrofit. You know, you go into a house and you tear it all out, and you build your system, and that's you, know, you can only you're limited at that point. But if you can think beyond that and actually start digging out and covering up and all the all the above, because because the places were huge, right? I mean, so, yeah, what I was, was just, the scale he was I doing? was just reading it, actually, on L.A. Times. You can find it on L.A. Times, the exact scale. And 
Off the top of my head, I want to say it was about three, I don't know, three football fields or something like that. It was huge. I'm not exactly sure. I got a reference. And that was each house, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And there were multiple of these houses. Yes, there were multiple, and they were different sizes. You know, they varied. So were some any bigger than three football fields? Maybe. Mm, You know, I I would have to look that up. Yeah. (laughs) But... So, can you tell us like how it how it went from smuggling to having these huge grow operations that maybe or maybe not were breeding strains too? I believe that he he got caught. You know, he crashed the plane. That's what we were talking about yeah, a few episodes that. Actually, that ago. Awesome. Well, so that ended that though. That, smuggling. That specific he crashed the plane time. in the desert. Yeah, and then he met my mom, and my mom made him promise not to ever do anything like that again. Okay. Because she didn't want any upheaval in her life. And uh, I believe that after that, his good friend Dennis, Dennis Garrett, he uh, taught him how to grow. And my dad already Mm. knew, like we were speaking of uh, construction and whatnot, so, yeah, so that was the catalyst for that about four years, I believe, before he got caught the uh-huh. second time. Sure. So you you mentioned the last time you were on the show that you had no idea he was doing this when it was going on. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, I was at the time he, he got caught, I was 12 years old. Right. So people, it was just... If, if he had no. gone another two more years, you probably would have figured it yeah. out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> My older sisters were in high school, and they didn't have a clue either. We're we weren't really the type of family that would have yeah like been okay with that in society's eyes. Sure. Yeah. And uh, everybody was living in the same house at the same time. Like he was living at home, and he wasn't. He was mm-hmm. just a plain. It was kind of like a Breaking Bad situation where he, he had to would play go. Life a yeah, he would go for weeks at a time and uh, come back. You know, we just thought he was doing construction in Arizona, building houses. And one time, it was actually really cool. I remember me and my little sister. We were, well, my whole family was coming back from the lake or the river from. Um, s- s- uh, what do you call it? Uh, water, water skiing. <laughs> right. Anyway, and uh, he, we really wanted to go with our dad because we missed him because we didn't really get to see him that much. He was gone so much, so we begged and begged, and so he let us come with him. And he was building this house in Arizona, and it's so um, crazy how free you know we used to be back in the day. But he let us stay in this little tiny motel because it was the only motel in the town, and we just ate Kentucky fried chicken was the only place near there all day long and swam in the pool and my dad would come back from obviously growing herb you know I mean it was just like a cool little one week vacation <laughs> back when you could just have kids hanging out in yeah by themselves room. two little girls While I think we were like seven yeah. and nine you know no, not yeah, anymore. No, definitely, definitely <laughs> different times. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And also, and also, I mean, the, the fact that he could get away with building such large scale things, and you know, now everything's satellited, and, and they'd be like, "What the, the heck? drones?" You know, of course, somebody yeah. would you know come because they want to get paid and wonder where the hell you're doing, and then they'd be mm-hmm. like, "Holy shit, that's the biggest foundation we've ever seen <laughs> in our life!" And then we didn't even ask for a permit. What the hell is going on? You know? <laughs> so that kind of stuff just like 
It's very hard to do any kind of large. I mean, in in America, for instance. I mean, there's other countries, of course, and uh, yeah, I'm sure there's still possibilities in the states if you can get away with it, but because we're underfunded most of the time, you know, that's probably the only reason why you'd get away with it if you're. Well, they stopped the funding on that now. Yeah, well, let, let's let, we'll see <laughs> we'll see how that all rolls. You know, they just kind of divert it to a different. Now it's going to be you know the ATFM or whatever, and they'll put oh. all the money towards them and yep. start to regulate us with military. So speaking of military, what's going on with the Jane Helm? Jane We're Helm? not doing Jane Helm So, can we tell the story about the plane crash? How far did your dad actually run in the desert to evade federal agents? I don't know, but I told you later that I mean earlier that I can't tell you the whole story because but don't it's tell me the in, whole story. It's in the script, and it's so much. It's well, more funny. Basically, I mean, it's, it's like it's a pretty, trailer for the script. Yeah, well, you can't. You know what? I hate trailers because they uh, tell the whole the whole story, and it's you okay. Know, tell tell another away. shitty anecdote because there's got to be a million <laughs> anecdotes. Um, uh, <laughs> I'd have to be asked a specific time there. Uh, I mean, you know, it's. Bike, you got anything for me? I'm doing nope. my bike throw. I know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't help you today. <laughs> Nothing today? <laughs> I'm just listening. Oh, boy. So are you more interested in the that time period? Or I mean, the... that story's just crazy because that yeah. came out. I mean, I guess tell the story of how you came to be sitting in this room because that's kind of crazy, too. Basically, you were just looking up stuff about your dad, right? I, yes, I Googled his name. I had done it... I, a year or two earlier with um, with nothing coming up. And this time, a whole bunch of things popped up, including a lot of his LA Times articles and the show. And Dave mentioning my dad's name, and that's when I had to contact you on Facebook. So what, was that pretty crazy for you, or was it? Like, yeah, it was super cool. I was like, "Yeah, that's my dad." Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. How did he feel about it? Oh, he was interested. He's like, "Oh, yeah." He like went on and listened to the show, and that's, that's but cool. you know, we were we were both like, "What? Like that's not that's not exactly how, exactly it, was. how it was." Yeah, we're just like, "Okay." So, do you want to address any of that? Clarify the story at all? Um. Well, I mean, I, I think the last time that we called, we already spoke about the misinformation, some of it. Yeah, I think we definitely talked about some of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure what else you want. <laughs> you want, I don't. I, I don't know, I, to, to whatever extent you want to talk about well, anything. Well, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm going to pass because it's all cool. negative. I don't want to go there. Right on. We, we like yeah. that a lot. Um, so let's talk about positive then. So your dad's obviously alive still. He is and, to the best of my knowledge. Right. And he wants to, and he's <clears throat> okay with you being here. You, you have some interaction. Well, I don't him. know. Even no, psychically I'd, maybe. Maybe psychically. There you go. Mm -hmm. And to whatever extent, like, you're, you're down to tell the story. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't well, need to be a, a family secret. Well, I have a question. Quite? I have a question. Do you think, uh, um, with all the changes now here in the States, is he, you think he's interested in maybe um, sort of uh, – right now, that well, crazy part I don't know if he's in the States or not. That's what I mean. But, well, we don't know where he is at anyway. Um, I, I feel like 
he was probably pissed off about the system and, you know, like he had some weird rules when he got out of prison, like he couldn't drink for three or four or five years or whatever. So I'm not surprised that he disappeared. You know, it's like they just weird rules like drink. You can't drink alcohol when you got caught for growing weed. It just it doesn't, right. make, it doesn't sense. make sense. Yeah, he didn't want to get part. So of it, I mean, he probably would have fucked up and he'd go end up back in jail. Yeah, stupid stuff. Right? Yeah. So, um. Well, I mean, I think it's he. I passed the statute I, now, and maybe eh, he could. not quite. I don't think, but maybe I don't know. I would love if anyone has any more information on that. I would love to I mean, I hear. Say, I would say probably in, in a situation like that, money talks more than anything. So a good. I, I don't think there's right. statutes on anything. I was I, thinking. No. I was there might thinking not be statutes, that there would definitely be a situation where they'd be willing yeah. to take money over over putting you in behind bars if they know or and oh, or giving yeah. you some stupid stupid oh, like yeah. uh, ninety day sentence or something like that to mm-hmm. just to give you the final, you know. Shake of the finger and yeah. then pay a big fine. And or leave. in the spirit of the times, totally yeah. pardon it because or, it's like now yeah. it's Obama just released all nonviolent drug offenders. It's a cool thing to do. You know. Yeah, which is time. Yeah. We'll slide it. It's we'll cool just slide thing. it across his desk when no one's looking. Yeah, at yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. This guy, this guy here, just get that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah but I think so. I think he would definitely, for the right opportunity. And if everything was cool, I I think he would love to. Because I think it, it's a uh, it's mind blowing for anybody who hasn't been in exposed to the states in the last you know five to ten years, and you know some people are in some states where they still haven't seen you know a sign yet with a, with a weed leaf or something, and, and for them it's like oh my god you know. And so when you come back after seeing it, when like it literally is on every corner in certain towns, you know, and so that's like. I think would be awesome for somebody like that to be able to experience anyway, just, you know, because that would suck yeah. not to see that because that's mm-hmm. pretty much the dream I think any, anybody had. Yeah. Um, you know, dread, it was a little bit of a dream and a little bit of a scare, like as far as the, you know, now we're to like, we're getting that much closer to RJ Reynolds or whoever's going to be jumping in. I heard some big names being thrown around that were guaranteed put money in. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like it's starting to get to that point where it's getting very, very commercial. So, yeah. But this, later. We'll talk about that later. So we have a, a listener question. I just got texted. So, and it was a question I asked you at breakfast, but they had looked up the specific listener had looked up the Larson's. Mm-hmm. So you have, you maybe have some research info on that. I Larson's? know that the Larson brothers were employees of my father's and they were actually, uh, my dad called it the big house. They were in charge of the big house. They were the first people who he employed and gave that five-year deal to. And so this was like a five-year, you work it, then you own it. That you, was the deal. Yeah, you work, you get 50% for all the five years, and then split it with my dad, and then you get it. Yeah, it's all yours. So do you have any idea of how many of these deals were ultimately I want to say four or five. That's a lot. That's a lot. And they were they were of different sizes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that had been said on the show that was perhaps a little crazy was that they were all over the place. Were they all over the place? Or they no, were I believe they were concentrated in Arizona and Lancaster okay. or the Antelope Valley. Antelope Valley. <laughs> the old Antelope Valley. <laughs> 
So, do you have any idea or recollection of the genetics that he had? That's one question that the chat room wants to know. Yes, uh, I think we spoke about that before. They, it was yeah, Big Bud, Northern Lights 3, and was it Skunk? Was that what it was? Was that I, the, what I said before? Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Bike remembers every time anyone says skunk. I'm pretty sure. All my ears, ears open up. Yeah, I saw, I saw yeah. that happen. And then I get disappointed because it's not it's here. Not smoke. Real thing. Yeah. And, that we, and then you know we'll find out at some point in time. But that could have been the skunk coming either. I guess it would have been. I mean, 70s. We're talking still 70s. Mexican. Right? So it had to be more like a Gainesville green style skunk or something. Water. You could say water on the no mic. Water. No water. We'll get water. Some water. Kid, get water. Kid, kid? Oh. <laughs> when kid comes back, we'll get you some more. This is your water right here, though. Oh, you didn't drink that? No, that was my no. water. Oh, so. I, I guess I had two. You got double water. <laughs> so, plan, Perfect. Plan so, chat room, if you guys got any questions, um, kid, you in the studio? Yeah. yeah. Can we do Skype? If I take one of the mics away, yeah. Take Vitus's mic. He's just sitting. Oh, Vitus, he's going to be so pissed. He talks so much. I know. He's, like, I know, the show's he's going to be jumping on your mic. Oh, now the show's going to suffer. That dog waltz did me in. The dog Done. waltz crushed you? Crushed him. It didn't even make it over here. It must have. Oh, you just did a, a bong hit of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, Let's go back to your list, your paper list. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's like, notes, notes. Well, if there's stuff you want to cover or stuff that you specifically had in mind, that's obviously the first stuff we want to feature. Um. Well, it was interesting that you mentioned um, which what were they called because I'm not sure how they knew that because as we were talking at breakfast, there weren't names at that time, supposedly. Right. I saw and it more the, of a I new phenomenon. It was in the manual. It talks about those three strains. Oh. That's where I remember that. Cause so why don't you tell us about the manual? What, what, how did that come about? Well, my dad wrote it while he was on vacation and it was, I'm not, I don't think it was for anyone specific. He made about 12 copies and mailed them out. And you made the copies of that my while sister, he was on vacation? Yeah. Wow. So my sister has the original one in her possession, which is really cool that she kept it all these years. And yeah, I guess we're looking to publish it. So I guess there's enough interest in it that well, there's definitely interest in our audience, and the, and we've had we've even been reached out to by some others who have done similar mm -hmm. things and have interest. So cool. I think uh, it's well, interesting to see that there's twelve. Like, there's twelve. Copies. There's twelve. It's like yeah. Lord of the Rings. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if anybody else kept theirs or Chemdog seeds. Then once that, because I mean that would be interesting to see if they came out of the woodwork at some point. And, you know, and yeah, all of a sudden it's on yeah. eBay. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Original, copied, original, sort of, kind of original, original twelve. Mm -hmm. So. Obviously, the original twelve were they were they they weren't like twelve disciples or anything like that. It was like twelve <laughs> copies of the book, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure my dad doesn't even remember every single person that he sent it out to. So one chat room question that's actually pretty good. So if your dad's making all these awesome deals with all these dudes all over the place, were you guys having a ball or childhood like growing? Yeah, up we had a pretty awesome childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had a good time. We well, had a good like time. We water were skiing and yeah, and like skiing. I said, we had a beautiful boat and a matching van. It was pearly white with like 
three or four blue stripes down the middle of each and we went skiing all the time we had a condo in mammoth and we were always on a trip here or there we are my parents were always getting me out of school i don't really think i went to school much <laughs> i mean i did a lot of work outside of school but yeah it was we had a great time pool in the backyard everyone was always at our house we were always having parties it was nice sounds, sounds like Terrible. So, at what point did that, uh, did you get like let in on the secret? After he uh, got sentenced. The second time. After, because the first time was the crash, right? Oh, well, I wasn't even born yet. Right, right. That was before you were born. So, that was part of his history, right? Mm hmm. Did you know about that about him when you were growing up or not at all? That wasn't no, 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 no. We didn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah, we were shocked. The, the very first day that I found out what happened, I had come home from school. And it was a half day for us. And my sister actually had the whole day off. So she had a friend spending the night and I brought a friend home because it was like a special day. We all McDonald's were sitting down the nice dining room table and not, you know, the regular kitchen. We're like having a feast of it. And my sister says, did you hear what happened today? And we were like, me and my friend were like, no, what? And they're like, the cops busted in here. And we're just like, what? And they're like, apparently uh, dad's brother is into drugs. And we're all just like, what? Just shocked and you know like it's just so crazy so uh, apparently that morning yes the DEA had busted in and there was the Spanish we were at school but not my sister my sister and her friend were asleep upstairs and uh, bad day we home <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, we had this Spanish speaking maid there she only spoke Spanish and <laughs> And they busted in, and she's just freaking out, and my mom's freaking out, and they're like, is anybody else in the house? And my mom spaced it, and was like, no, and so they busted into my sister's room with guns to my nine-year, or wait, she was nine or ten at the time, my nine or ten-year-old sister's head, and her little friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was nuts in that, that oh, night. Yeah, so I forgot about them. After <laughs> all this, I went, I went, we went over to my dad's really good friend's and um, employee's house for something. And I was standing in the living room while my mom was whispering something to the secretary in the room. And I look over at the TV, the news was on, and I saw plant after plant. And I don't know, I just instinctively knew what it was, but... My mom came in and turned off the TV really quick, so I didn't really register it at that time. But that was a trippy day, and then the next day, uh, or maybe a, two days later, it all came out in the papers. And that was like the biggest ad they've ever had at that time, right? Yeah, the yeah. Largest. The largest height. They tested it. Um, that was actually on my notes what it tested to. It was, uh, let's see here. Um, like 20, yeah, 26.92% um, when the U.S. government tested it. So, yeah, I was in all the papers. Um, the cover of High Times, Tommy Chong, is holding my dad's joint, said it was the best joint he ever smoked. 
And I don't know what it is right now. I assume it's pretty high. Anybody get it tested 27% is like, it's, it's, that's it's competitive with like some yes. of the top testing uh, stuff. Yeah. 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 Which is pretty incredible for how what, long ago. What year was it? Uh, I believe this was 1991. Yeah, 1991. So, and that's how it figured into the story, the theory, which I'm not going to call a, a discredited theory, that it was at the roots of some of the OG and chem lines. Because I think the logic was, and this is what Dave said on the show at the time, was that he followed the chemotype and the fact that it was this crazy high percentage THC. It was the only known thing that was that crazy high percentage. It therefore, in his mind, had to be the root of all the modern high THC strains. So, fairly logical, but also now we we had some questions when you were on before about where the seeds came from, yeah? Where the original seeds before, when he first when he, got them? Sure, when he got started. Uh, well... Is that lost um, to the mists of history? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure when he resurfaces, he could tell you that. Sure. Well, it's great that he that he would probably know that because that's I think going to be maybe Dennis can tell us. Yeah. Well, I Dennis isn't directly affiliated with this particular operation. Right. This was a separate separate. Yeah, venture. yeah. So we have Gabe in studio. Your buddy. Kid, did you switch us to Skype, or is that mic still hot? Because if the mic's hot, we'll get Gabe on. No, his mic is not hot. I'm trying to get Because Gabe has a great story that maybe does or maybe doesn't tie in. And Gabe, we found out the Hawaii Connect may or may not be strong with this. So, it's a pretty... Notice the may or may not. Definitely a possibility. Absolutely no idea what he's talking about. It may or may not. (laughs) Whatever that noise is was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we just... NBA game? Yeah. We mostly collect stories. Well, if you want to flip back to the mic, kid, I don't think we're going to get listener calls right now. We'll get Gabe on telling that story, which we haven't told on air yet, and is is an awesome story. You will tell it, or yeah. Boom! It's all connected today. I don't know what this joint is, but I'm going to light it when I get a lighter. <laughs> Did you get it from right here? Yeah. That was this is deep. Are you going to smoke it when I light it? Uh, yeah, I guess I could have a hit. But I don't know because I wanted to try that really yummy smelling one, the dog, whatever. Dog's waltz. Yeah, that was like really delicious. Is there a dog's waltz twisted up? That one's hardcore indica, as it were. Oh, is it? Never mind. It smells good, though. (laughs) Nice. All right, Gabe, I think we got you on mic, but in this one. This one, talking to the mic, talking to the mic, yeah. Oh, they're going to bump into each other. Watch, they're going to be like, do, 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 do. musical chairs. Keep bouncing into each other. Because this is a crazy story, and I alluded to it a bit when we were talking before. You kind of... Introduce yourself. Yeah. You so, hey, my name's Gabe Farrarth. I work for Herbal Remedies. I'm the cultivation manager. Um, my story is actually kind of funny, because... I was growing... And the reason I know the dates is because uh, 911 had happened. But I was growing ganja back in 2001, and I went home a month after 911. And I went home for my birthday, but two days before my birthday, <coughs> I I met a guy through my parents' herb dealer, and my parents' herb dealers have been dealing like my parents were smoking weed when I was a kid. You know what I mean? So they've been dealing since in the 80s and stuff. And um, 
they introduce me. They're like, hey, you got to meet this dude, you know. And I, I end up, I end up meeting this guy. I bring him some herb. I got some Colorado herb. And the guy, the guy talks to me. He had just gotten out of prison. He and the story he tells me is he just got out of prison and he was the largest commercial marijuana bust in U.S. history. The guy told me he got busted with three ocean-going barges, and each barge held ten tractor trailers, and each tractor trailer, I believe, held ten tons. So it was a hundred tons per barge and three barges. And what happened was, I believe it was in the mid '90s. Um, the the barges used to come. The, the guy told me he'd been doing it for years. And the barges, he, he's like, dude, I used to go all over the world. I used to go to Colombia. I used to go to Hawaii. I've been to all these places. Like, wherever the herb was, I moved it. And the last place he got busted, he was moving the herb from Hawaii. And what he used to do is he would put it on the barge, take it over from Hawaii through the Panama Canal, and then they would send it into New Orleans, and there would be 10 truck drivers waiting there. The 10 truck drivers would come. They'd get their trailers and they drive the trailers around the country. I, I, you know, through talking to Dave and through hearing your stories, I kind of started putting a couple things together from when I was a kid. And I was like, hey, this, this, you know, not for nothing, this all kind of lines up. This, this does make sense. And I went back and, you know, I went back to my parents' herb dealer and I was like, hey, remember those stories that David, this, ironically enough, the dude I had met, his name was Dave as well. Mm -hmm. But I said, you remember the stories I had heard 10 years ago? I said, do you mind just clearing me up on that? And he said, yeah, you know, let me tell you what happened. And apparently they went into New Orleans, same MO as your dad. They would, they would uh, can the weed in dull pineapple cans and they put it in the cans and then they put all of it in the boat in the tractor trailers when they got to new orleans apparently new orleans was hot and they couldn't offload the boat so it sat in harbor for a couple like a week or two or offshore and then they had to figure out what to do so they started they sent it back through the panama canal and they started hot frogging up the west coast until they got to seattle where they figured out where they got a place where they could open the boat but it had all been sitting in the boat for three months so apparently when the guy went to open one of the loads up, there had been methane built up from all the cans being sealed and everything being sealed in an entire boat that it exploded. And when it exploded, then they had to go after him because then it's a murder charge. You know what I mean? So the, with the guy that I had talked to, that's why he got busted was because that, that boat had blown up. But the reality that is, is crazy like, story. It's like yeah, it's like the throwing the cans with the butane. But the, the funny, the, the thought, the, the things I thought that were funny was, you know, how Dave told me your dad used to like package it and like M M&M and M things and like do all these different things. Where I was like, dude, that's the same kind of story that I've heard from mm-hmm. my guy. I don't guy. know if that's true or not. Yeah, you never necessarily heard any stories. Of yeah, I never heard that. about that, but I would like to. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I know I've packaged things and things they weren't supposed yeah, to be exactly. sent in place. Well, yeah, I do but you said too. there was a good yeah, Hawaii yeah. connection, though, Christy, yeah? Yes. Well, um, Dennis Garrett, who taught my dad about the operation, the, you know, the get-go of it, he has a strong Hawaii connection. So, I mean, he there's a lot surrounding him. He's a very interesting, wonderful person. And the great, but, the great uh, irony on that from our end, too, is there is a competing claim that the OG Kush that Dave had 
perhaps erroneously, probably erroneously attributed to your dad's operation was actually, people claim, from Hawaii. So weird, weird back connect <laughs> thing. Well, it's funny because even I even remember back, like I remember, you know, the first time I remember my parents smoking weed was Live Aid in Philly in, I think it was 86 or something. And I remember like up through the early 90s, like before your dad got busted, my parents had really good weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then after, consequently, after he got busted, because I started smoking weed probably in like 90, 91. And I remember right when I started smoking weed, like there wasn't a lot of good weed around. And then I actually started getting weed from my mom because I was able to start getting better weed. But I remember that 90, 91 stretch, like there really wasn't, actually, it got dry for a while. You know, and I remember right before it got dry, my parents had like the best weed. Like it was, it was awesome, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're definitely, I mean, there's no doubt that your father had a fundamental impact on ganja in the early 90s, you know. Yeah, if he was growing that much, obviously it wasn't all getting consumed right there. Right? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the, the crazy part is the ultimate scale and impact it could have on everything. Like if that's, if that's the, the herb that a lot of people were smoking at that time, it, it had a major impact on, on the time. It's, I, I don't know. I always find that nuts. Like right now there's so many people growing herb. You know, in Colorado, every 10th or 20th person well, it's like, it's like uh, you know, Alzi Stanley dying recently in March or whatever. And if you think about all the music that he physically changed by dosing people and getting them like really, all of a sudden Hendrix and all these people, they, their music changed. You know, Beatles music changed. All this thing just from trying to, you know, he was doing mind altering drugs. But ours are like long term vitamin kind of deals. So if he's like stuck with a strain, and it was a good beneficial strain. You'd see it, but only over like ten years or twenty right. years. Right, it's not like a like, single shot. Like you took a like, bunch of acid, st- changed still, your whole perspective. Yeah, you'd be like, "You're still smoking that weed?" You'd be like, "Yep, still smoking that weed." And if you have that strain, then that's like literally, you know, it's, it's changed you over the course of twenty years for sure. You know, it's guided you in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that you've been high on that weed every time. It's so like, like the sage used to be with a lot of writers. Dude, like, it's like the diesel writer's block people have like ah, i can't smoke if i smoke your weed i can flow and then if i'm not i don't have it they get all fucking weirded out you know so you're like yeah. okay there's something in there and it's and it's you know things are happening because of it it's it it facilitates a lot you know so that's why the the impact of the story is crazy so i mean to so when you found out about it obviously mind blown and then when did the were you immediately fascinated by it were you immediately like obviously you thought you thought of it in terms of drugs as you said at first yeah, well, I'm, I must have been fascinated with it because uh, well, it happened a month before I turned 13 when he <clears throat> turned himself in. And by September or October of the following year, so I was, you know, freshly 13, I started smoking weed. Okay. So... So you you, were, you, you definitely were like a big big fan of of your dad's work. At that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were at the cusp of that anyway, probably even regardless if like, I'm sure if it you, was bound to happen. Right. Right. <laughs> See, my question actually is: if your dad was running weed back in the late '70s in California, no, not late '70s, early. Early. Oh, so mm-hmm. early '70s, even better. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to be hooked up with the Brotherhood of Eternal Love in some way. Because those guys were doing like most of the big drug runs. Are they from San Francisco? 
They're from like all over California. I gotta log into the chat room real quick because Dave Golden Coast is listening with his dad, who's oh. old school brotherhood of eternal love. He's listening right oh, now, yeah. so I'm I'm hopping in the chat room for bringing up the brotherhood, so I can monitor any responses. But that's the one thing I was actually trying to figure out because I'm like, dude, if your dad was running, I mean, there's no doubt well, your dad was like, running that much herb, then he had like hippie type people. Yeah, they made LSD. It's a, a lot possibility of LSD because they, they, they up, were called the um, hippie part mafia. of the. Uh, um, part of the story, you know, the script that we had adapted from the book that he made, we uh, there's a part part where he goes up to San Francisco and meets these two hippie guys. So, dude, he was possible. Hooked, he was possible. I don't know if that's what they're called. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it makes sense from our understanding of things, but, you know, as we go deeper into every story, we understand that it's always more nuanced than our understanding. You know what I mean? Like, we always find out that it's not quite as cut and dry, or the the mystery would be done by now. We wouldn't have a show anymore if it was that easy. Yes. We would not have the Scooby-Doo style show that we have if we didn't have all these great mysteries to deal with. (laughs) It's very Scooby Doo, actually. That's the you, specific you, you like reference. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah the like weed that. plus the mysteries. Yeah, mystery <laughs> machine equals Scooby Doo. We got bike though, so that's like, can you do it? No, Scooby? I don't do imitations. So I was looking for the kid Scooby. for that. This kid can do Scooby. Come on, kid. I can't do Scooby. Oh Come my on, God, kid! You can't do nothing now. About, I've never even seen Scooby do. Just do oh. Jack Jack Nicholson. It'll sound okay. the same. Do, do do somebody. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. It'll sound God, salty. Salter. <laughs> Debbie high. Depression. I love how when it just gets look to dead air. No, that's what kids. that's what the quick. Well, yeah, first, quick. Do first it's bike. Oh, there's nothing to talk about. Kid, do something stupid. No. first yeah. it's there's oh, nothing no. to talk about. Bike. And then bike says ever. nothing. Then it's kid doing impression. That's what I mean. So why even why even have that step? Why even have the bike step? Nothing. Ever sometimes there's something it sets you up to. Yeah, sometimes I'll sneak up on you or something. When you hear us, yeah. Well, when you hear us call bike, yeah, be preparing. Wear your whistle. Get ready for your invitation. We epically failed on that prank call. Well, I said, I know you did. You, no, no, don't say me. Oh, there's a temper we love. It's not you, too late. I handed you the number. It's not first of all. too late. No, yeah, yeah, why so is everything? I handed you the number. No. That's first of all. And yeah, keep going, all, Adam. Keep you going. You actually said it on the air. You're getting, getting yeah, up to number, seven right now. You get the number, but like, it's past. With the 4th of July, everything got all chalice. Fault, All right, man. so chat room question from one of the big investigators of your dad's story. Oh, my God, that, big investigator, big investigator. Is that, did Frank have any peers? What were they up to? And from what you were saying, he pretty much had people who he employed was was the yeah, idea. Yeah, you mean partners? Him. Is yeah, that what the question is? Yeah, I think that's what he's asking. To? He, he was in charge. He, he ran the whole thing. He ran the whole I thing. Mean, I yeah, guess it's his. It was his deal. Are, so were, were there other people running that sort of deal independently from him? You know, uh, like shoot offs, Cop- like copycat. sure copycat shoot offs, well, or people that he was in touch with. Like, hey, buddy, is how's the system working for you? Working great for me. Working great for you. Yeah, working great. Cool. See you next year. <laughs> like, hmm, just, that's a good question. That incredible conversation. I don't, yeah. I don't <laughs> think anybody. It had not been five years. It had only been yeah. four that he had done it. So nobody actually had an independent. Yeah situation but uh there were requests and he had franchises lined up yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think it would have been hard to find uh recruits for that 
sort of a situation, especially when they see how pro it was done. How much um, money you're making. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the same time, in classic example of uh, the long arm of the law and all how it works in America, they wait until you get, just do all the work and then yeah. come in. You know, they don't come in when it's planning. No, no, no. They always wait until you get everything built so they have <laughs> more to take. And so it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate we didn't get to that five year to see the, the <laughs> transition. The growth, yeah. Because it would have been pretty, pretty awesome to see because you know how people are once it's there. So all of a sudden the quality's up and the numbers are up. Amazing. How did that happen? I'm getting a hundred more pounds than you were. It's like, geez, it's because you're paying attention now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, it would be interesting to see because it's all uh, five years is a pretty long run for anybody. And, uh, you know, back in the day, one spot because, you know, if you stayed longer, then you had like a magic place and you just kept rolling with it. Like I knew, I knew people who were 15 years in the same house in a real residential neighborhood and growing every, you know, they're like, wow, wow killing it, you know. But once you got, you know, you have it established with your neighbors and everything, you're good. But it takes one shitty neighbor, you know, and then all of a sudden the guy moves in and you're like, oh, my God, is that an Impala? I'm like, oh, no. Like, what is, who is that guy, you know? Oh, he works for the correctionalist. Ah! You know, and you're like, fuck. I remember when I first saw my first grow operation when I was in college, and that's essentially what it was. It was in the heart of a city, but it was, you know, one building that had multiple... I mean, I don't want to call them townhomes because it was in one building. It wasn't side-by-side townhomes. But you had multiple floors within one building, mm-hmm. and they just had all of them rented out. And then, you know, one room and every single thing was blown out entirely, and they did a great job. They they supplied a lot of the universities around that area until one person moved in next door, yeah. and it happened to be a business owner in that area and complained about the smell. And then they, boom, hit the whole place and I mean, I'll never forget the panic that the panic they were running. They were, they, they, were they jumping from the windows? It, well, I mean, no, I wasn't. I wasn't there. I just remember all the the <laughs> rapid phone calls I was getting. Like, oh man, like any money you owe me, I need to put it together and this and that. So it was it was crazy. But I mean, Philly was on. It, well, no, crazy. it was. It wasn't. It was in the Bumblefucks at Boonies where wow. I went to college. So it wasn't in Bumblefuck Booneyville was going yeah. nuts. <laughs> like, oh, it, it was left. funny that that dude that dude had uh, talked about the one that. Was the bust? He when I met him, he had in two thousand one. He had actually just set up an operation in Philly in a warehouse, like, and it was so funny because, you know, this is two thousand one, man. Like I was growing in the base, <laughs> I was growing in a dugout basement down on Southie Lottie in Englewood. You know what I mean? It was like five lights, and you were. You were a big shot in 2001 with, like, 30, five lights. You're getting 3,800 a pound? Or yeah, it was, yeah, we were getting four all day. Yeah, exactly. It was, like, four all day, you know? And it was funny because when I met this guy, like, he's like, yeah, you know, I have this kid who came over from Amsterdam, and, like, we get all our nutrients shipped over from Amsterdam. The guy, I mean, the guy had it on computer systems where it was automated watering. He had two rooms he could see it from, like, with, like, glass walls looking in. I mean, it was – for 2001, the way this guy was describing it to me, it was insanity. And it was funny because I – he called me Mr. Colorado, and I broke out. I I think at the time I was growing, like, Jack Harar, and I may have been growing – I know I was growing diesel sometime in the early 2000s. I don't know if I was growing diesel at that time. But I showed him this bud, and he broke out, like, five different kinds of bud, like, white shark and all. And I was, like, blown. I was – I mean – mind-blowing bud especially for the east coast i was just like Holy but all, all different dutch trains though, yeah. yeah all different dutch trains like and, and, and like i said his dutch accent he's like yeah she's just my I, weed no this dude this dude was an this dude i mean i think when i met him in 01 he was 
he was like 55 or something. He had just he had just served four years in jail, and I think he said he paid like four million, and that was that was what he that was his trouble. And then literally as soon as he got out of jail, he was right back in business. <laughs> but yeah, I mean for 2001, I thought it was pretty miraculous because like I said, I mean if you had four lights in a basement, you were the man, you know. I mean, that's back when you were really breaking the fucking law. You know, a thousand plants. It was like death penalty. <laughs> right, right. Kingpin <coughs> situation. And that's kind of what Frank especially got, was yeah. kind of a kingpin. Yeah, especially. In yeah, he got charged because he had people working under him, you were saying? Yeah. Uh, if you have, I believe it's nine people working under you, then you get that classification, and he had 12. Oh, look, at you're in trouble now. Yeah, <laughs> villain, kingpin. You're now a super villain and a kingpin. Kingpin super villain. Is that the classification? Kingpin? You got you got I more think, than nine. I think yeah. that is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you're a fucking yeah. drug kingpin. You're now a drug kingpin, according to the man. CBD mafia. <laughs> and wax gang. Is uh, wax gang watching? No, they're, they're getting ready to move here though, so we'll have them in oh. studio. Oh my god, it's great. That's the best. The kid's really excited. <laughs> kids, <laughs> kid's been, he missed him at the ADSI, but he's been looking forward to meeting Superpilot and the rest of the You missed him? I'll send you the picture. Yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, sure. I was there, but I wasn't there. With Big Samson. With Big Samson. It was pretty much <laughs> the most who famous was in the people in the who wasn't. <laughs> there. Come on now, guys. What's going on? I'm looking in the chat room. You're seeing chat what they said. You should All not right. be looking at the chat well, room right now. We're no, talking about I'm super villains. For questions. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, where's Oscar? I wanted to find out about the uh, brother. He, I don't know. I think he tuned out, man. He's, uh, I don't know if you got it on your, your phone or anything, but uh, he's it's not. It's 2 he's o'clock. Not we could do a little sponsor shout out. Oh, yeah. Be a good idea. We could do sponsor shouts again. Is it 2 already? It Jeez. is. It was 1.58. So yeah. Wow. We're moving, but we started gone. 15 minutes early. Or late. Late. No, 25 never minutes early. God, 25 minutes early. I should have caught myself on that. Um, shout out to uh, Way to Grow. Of course. Candy. Our number one sponsor. And taking care of everything here in Colorado and seven locations. So pretty much anywhere you are, you should be within driving distance. The kid loves the gun barrel shop. I love it. No, the guys there are real nice. They got the cheese. They got the cheese. Basically, it comes down to whatever food truck they put free food out in front of. It. That's how you can the drive. Grilled cheese truck. The grilled cheese it? truck. I would actually drive an extra bit to get to because it's pretty damn good. Well, the gun barrel store does it solid. Good dudes there and good candy good selection. Dude, good candy selection. <laughs> but no, they have lots of stuff. They take heavy you know, on the Joy or whatever stuff for you. Deal? Um, uh, you know they'll they'll definitely take special orders and they get them in rather quickly. Um, so yeah, no way to go. Way to go. The way. I heard it was Morgan Freeman's favorite grocery store to too. There's a way to go. I heard it was Morgan Freeman's favorite grocery store. Oh yeah, it's not Morgan. Come on, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. You gotta use full words. You gotta use full words, right? But but Incredibles is his favorite candy line. I don't think so. Incredibles. Was it your favorite candy line? I like it a lot. Tell, tell us about it. Though. I like Incredibles. They have so many different flavors, man. It's real yeah. good. Lots of bars. It makes you change your voice. Lots sometimes. of different bars. I heard it can change your whole entire it, well, I mean, it's I heard it one can. bar. One bar, one can, bar change can, your, can change everything. Yeah, can know. change your whole yeah. world. Show us. Everything. Show us that. Show but, us I mean, no, they have different flavors ranging from 100 to 300 milligrams. There's still some recreational flavors left at 30 and 50 and 80 milligrams, if I'm not mistaken. But hopefully, 
I believe that they're all stretching over. And I heard that they're coming out with new small gummies. Small gummies. 10 10 milligrams. That's the way to go. The The big big gummies are good. The flavors are good. Um, However, it is just a little strange because you're eating one huge gummy. The little gummies would be the way to go. That's Um, what's happening. Incredibles Extracts, black and gold label. Check them at your local rec and med shops today. Bike Holly approved. They're pretty good. Colorado. They're pretty good. (laughs) Try them if you want. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Try them if you want. Maybe. Of course, big shout out to Build the Soil, buildthesoil.com. Your best resource for any organic growing knowledge, organic growing supplies. You know what? Call Jeremy and ask him to tell you what or why organic growing is important if you got time to kill. Yeah, it's it's really nice to do if you're on a road trip. Yeah. Just throw speaker it on speakerphone. Speaker yep. yeah, well, yeah. It's like a book on tape. It's yep. excellent. <laughs> you'll learn so much, and you'll come out a better grower for it. Check them out, buildthesoil.com. I'm sure Jeremy doesn't mind talking to you guys. Man, we all that. We, we we have pimped his ass out so hard on the phone that he must think we're just put him to business or something. Like we're gonna we're gonna transition. We to tell everybody to talk to him for two hours. Like yeah. we've told thousands of people. One nine hundred. Two thousand hours. He has to sit on the phone and talk to people. Big shout out, of course, uh, to Dark Horse Genetics, uh, number one resource for high THC strains, uh, including the award winning Bruce Banner. You can check them out. Buy weed from a vending machine in L.A., in Seattle. Hopefully soon in Denver, but not necessarily that soon. But go. Check them out. DarkHorseGenetics.com. Download the app. You can find the location right from there. You can check out the menus. You can buy seeds. You want Green Life Seeds by Caspa? Right in the store section. DarkHorseGenetics.com. They'll always hook you up if you tell them we sent you. And, of course, big, big, big shout-out to Elite Cannabis. I want to... Gabe, if we can cycle Dave in on your mic... Is that, yeah. is that cool? Yeah. Dave from Elite. What's up? What's up? <laughs> what are you guys doing now? So we got uh, our retail store, Elite Organic Supply. You guys have been promoting for a few weeks. Um, Vital it's Earth now been so busy that you, the it's place been is knocked out of control. down by people being in there. And now you're building a new one. Uh, so that's got all the Vital Earth products and just a bunch of organic amendments in bulk supply that we couldn't get otherwise locally. Um, we got all the Mary's Nutritionals products in there. All of our CBD goes into all the Mary's Medicinals and Mary's Nutritionals products now. <clears throat> Mary's Nutritionals is available nationwide, or at least mostly nationwide. I think there's a couple states that they don't mess with. Um, being like Texas, see, get it? You know the play? Don't mess with Texas. Don't mess yeah. with Texas. <laughs> I do get it. Don't mess with Texas. So they don't they don't ship to Texas. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of states that th- I think they were um, avoiding at first. I'm not sure that may. But be they ship the to many now. most states. Yeah, even. and um, so that's the whole suite of just the pure CBD products. They have a transdermal gel and a patch and um, the remedy oil. The remedy oil is now available under um, the rec and med side, yep. and then also as the Mary's Nutritionals product with no THC in it. And then they just dropped Mary's Pets, which is a transdermal cream uh, that go inside of a pet's ear um, that's uh, just CBD-based. And that's shipping nationwide, too, on marypetshop.com. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, It's the need of the people. And and it's like they'll ship it. It's all good. People can just buy online. online. Order online. And then there's a handful of their retailers, too, like the Secret Stash, I think, here up on Walnut. They were advertising they'll ship any of the nutritionals products nationwide um there's like a gym or something i think down and there's some regular retailers that are carrying it carrying it as well as dispensary type shops and whatnot interesting 
Right on. Well, that, the products are great. I recommend them all the time. They they work great. When people come here looking for a miracle, which happens every week, uh, they're definitely great, reliable. You know, if you can't get a private connector, incredibly reliable way to just yeah, stay connected. I just heard that um, a couple of the other states that they have uh, licensee partners at, they tested the Remedy Oil, which is supposed to be 500 milligrams in the bottle, and it was at 499.5. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's rad. Like, I know there's a lot of bullshit out there, so it's cool to know. they got an internal lab and scientists and all that kind of fancy shit, so we get to grow dank CBD and rely on them to put it in cool products. Incredibles too, actually. Some of our CBD flies into the Incredibles bars. Um, and I know those and guys the Mikiba bars? Some, yeah, yeah, they're working on some new stuff, too. Um, and we're about to drop um, some new products through Mary's. They're branding them as Elite. Um, basically, anything that deviates from their product set, we're pumping out as Elite Cannabis or Elite Botanicals products. Nice. And people can always, if they're on the front range, check out the store up in Loveland. Shit, yeah. Up in Loveland, it's at uh, 2880 14th Street Southeast um, and EliteOrganicSupply.com. Um, we got a couple of good customers from down here in Denver. We'll deliver, you know, some of our custom mixes and whatnot. Um, you know, it's kind of specialized stuff, but, you know, we're not looking to be big. Way to Grow covers 90% of what everybody needs. Um, it's just, you know, if you're a hardcore living soil organic guy, there's a couple of things that are hard to get locally. And always, of course, a great resource for CBD. If you're coming to Colorado and looking for a guaranteed source, you know, you can get it there with uh, some compassionate pe- people behind it. So, <laughs> can we open the door? It's like so hot. Well, well what happened to our It feels like a fucking auto sauna. Yeah, why did it get turned off? She has been quiet hot. for a couple of hours now. It's hot. It's too much. Someone needs to fix it. It's high as hell. Go upstairs. Bike's taking charge of it. He can't be in here anymore. Where are you going to go upstairs, Bike? Where am I going? You're going upstairs to get the AC turned on? It's upstairs. Okay. You do it? You go upstairs, it's on the right hand side. It's kind of fuzzy logic. You should get it together. You'll figure it out. You'll get it. I'll figure it out. Kid. What's up? What's going on? So. What's going on? Do you know another another, another chat room post? Do you know anything about tissue culture? That was another claim that was made on the show. Your dad having like a tissue culture lab or some operation for advanced scientific stuff? Yes, he did. And. I don't. I can't give any more information about that. Ratios. Boom! I want exact ratios. To I want <laughs> photos. <laughs> yeah, calculations. Yeah, exactly. I want the tissue culture on the desk. Yeah, no. No, because I would literally put him like twenty years ahead of everybody else here. Because people here are just figuring it out. And so, if, if he had got some advances, that'd be awesome. I don't know. It's kind of like I'd seen people try it for the longest time, and I think now it's getting closer-ish. People claiming still. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's, like, it's one of those you've got to bring it to us and show us. because There's some people claiming they're doing it. Um, exactly. And then I talked to the guy that's uh, – there's a place up in Fort Collins that I think they specialize in hops and a couple other things. But he was saying that he consistently has a 30% failure rate yeah. for no particular reason, right? Does a huge population. Some of yeah. them die off. Everything's yeah. exactly the same. They all should replicate the same. Right. That's kind of – that, that's, that's still pretty good, that 70% success rate, which is awesome. Did you manage to get it working? Yeah, it's broken. No. That it's was nice it? It's nice and cool out here. Well, that's great. Open the door. Yeah, yeah kick it open for me. There you go. Now we're open to the public, dude. It's terrible. Sound is awful. Sound is all crazy. Oh, it sounds awful. So, um, tissue culture is the latest. What else was in there in the chat room? Anything? 
Yeah, that was the big question, whether... I mean, that was something that people had been fascinated by, but to your knowledge, that the, that is legit. Yeah, yeah. That is, I know, yes. And um, the reason why, you know, is he had told me back in the day that he didn't want to share the information was just because it is a breakthrough, and, you know, who knows if he'd want to do it again. So you can share some secrets, not everything. Sorry, I'm eating delicious Jamaican donuts. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Right Dunkin' Donuts are from Jamaica? No, no. please. Uh, see, see, he, he uh, got all fish donuts. <laughs> it's a fish, those are pure fish. That's a, that's a duck liver donut. Whatever. Not like I haven't been there before. Yes. I was there watching you. It was awesome. Cotton, it was actually cotton candy around uh, Fogwa. Fogwa. And he cheesecake. thought it was cheesecake. It was awesome. <laughs> Like and he's just mowing him. Roadkill road skunk. I think I just smoked some of this. He's gonna yeah, say nay, he's gonna bad. say nay on the skunk, of course, because it's not gonna blow the room out. Actually, it's funny. We had a skunk at my mom's place the other day, and it was like, damn, I haven't. Now the skunks are out all of a sudden. I got then I hit, smelled another one on the road. I was like, ah, it's starting to come back there. to me now, you know, because <laughs> you forget how heavy it is. You know what I mean? And I could taste it at the back end of the the bowl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me see. I have a, I have another pheno that's even more skunky, but this is the one that's the best. It looks good. Thank you. Dispensary <laughs> grown. <laughs> it's got a sour smell to it, though, it too. Does. But I think I think like we said when we first saw it, you smell the chems and the OGs yeah. in it. You yeah. don't smell it in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like. So on that note, the other big chat room question has been: Do you know the strains that your dad was working? There's some idea that there was the Northern Lights, the Big Bud. And those other ones that were in the manual. Northern Lights, three big butt and skunk. And that you you feel pretty sure on that one. Yeah. To your like, knowledge, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That answers chat room questions that I know of. I don't want my laptop's dead. I don't want to go through the troll plugging it back in. <laughs> Anyone else who's watching the chat room? Bike, of course. Holler him into the mic. Yeah, bike is pretty much your gig. I'm just sitting here wondering when Mitch turned Asian. Why? What's he doing? It's all Chinese eyes. He's very. very eyes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, thirty minutes ago, Nick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> donuts will help for sure. Do, yeah, yeah Jamaican donuts are what does it. Oh, the dog is drooling all over my. <laughs> you have you have that Jamaican <laughs> donut right there. He's yeah. all about right. no, it. No, not happening. Not happening, kid. Not happening. So, I mean, what are the other parts you have on your note cards? I mean, that's my my. That's Those are the great grace. mystery that's here. Grace right there. No. There wasn't really that much more. There was just a little bit about like the the size. One thing that I had on here was that. Um, let's see. It was the the ones that were hydroponic averaged one point two pounds per light per month. And that he said a full cycle was eight weeks start to finish with no veg cycle. That's 12-12. Huh. And that's like your proper... The professional growers in the room place. here are all very, yeah, well, very just, pleased. That's, well, the thing that is, that is veg, perfect, right? Because veg time is totally irrelevant when you start when you're trying to do production because you're, you're, if, you have no, if your numbers are not an issue, if you're like he was doing where he was working with 14,000 plants then of course you're going to uh, 
be just not you have no no time to veg and it's amount. just all a waste of time anyway so my question is would 1.2 pounds of light then be different if that were occurring today do you think that would be it would be achieved it more i mean you figure if that was what, what 1990 1989 what you, so he's doing literally he's literally doing a thousand he's doing a gram if you're not veggie, he's doing a gram per watt at that point yeah, which is so he nailed well, it. two pounds he of light is gram that's what i mean yeah, yeah, that's right. he he modern equipment what's what scale could that be on today could he be hitting at that scale, two pounds, two and a half pounds. Well, he's right. hitting two pounds <laughs> solid. He's hitting right there, two pounds solid, two and a half pounds. Well, no, you said, you said, you 1. said 1. 1.2, right? 1.2 pounds per, per, month. per thousand watt per, per month. month. Per month. Uh, it's a whole cycle. Across an eight I don't think I told you the watt. No. Said per light. Per yeah, it was per light. light. We would per assume light. thousand watt lights, yeah. but could maybe not be. Could yeah, be. could be wrong. Yeah, one point two per light per month. I think he was using dead. I think he was using in the photos and the I mean yeah, the pictures of the things using bunkers. That was like seven. He looked like one was like seven T8 or eight bites. beds, basically. That's what so it looked like. So like ten bed lights. Is where like three acres. Yeah, yeah. the big one was three. Acres. It's I mean, not one point two pounds per light every nine weeks. It's one point two pounds per light every month. Right. Right. Huge. That's what I mean. That's like the George Young of cannabis in the late 80s. Uh, you know? oh, I told you at breakfast the kid would say it. Well, it is, right? It's the same thing. It if is. You, I told. I called in it. The, in the late 80s. Would you buy a t-shirt? No. No. <laughs> would you watch the movie? I, I very much like the movie. Very it's a very good movie. I'd buy that manual. But the no, point no, no, is. No, no, no. Of, of Frank Egax because yeah, it was the. Yeah, absolutely. That's what yeah. I mean. The point is in the, in the early 80s or the mid 80s, if you bought cocaine, you bought it 80% of a chance from George Young in the or late 80s and early 90s I mean if he's saying that he's getting it you know not anywhere I mean how far were you from where all this was supposed to be happening how many miles Hawaii. thousands right I mean how, how far he was away? in Philly was but in the Philly. dude was picking up the urban Hawaii and bringing it, it to, from, it to New, Orleans. New Orleans that's what I mean to New Orleans. it's funny because when they told me the story when, when they told me the story the other day and he told me about, like, he was like, oh, you remember Jim as a kid? And I was like, yeah, Jim used to be a truck driver. And he's like, exactly. And I was like, motherfucker, mm. that's... And I remember, dude, I remember being a 10-year-old kid playing in that tractor. Like, I remember Just being knowing. a little a little kid. And I had Not no knowing. idea how right. close I was so to So think that. if we could find a percentage on that. What percentage of people in 1989, 1990, or 1991 were that were getting chronic were... Somewhere along the line, transferring it back down and ending up from from where your dad was producing. It I bet you it was over fifty percent. Willie's creeping in the room. Oh, Willie Wellman in the studio. <laughs> creeping in. Creeping in. The dog checking the door. The dog checking the dog here. <laughs> nice one. So it's getting way hot in here. Whoever's blocking the door, don't block the door. Jesus Christ! Turn he's the waving, AC He's on. waving his tail. He's trying to help you yeah, out. Yeah. Good job, dog. So. Um, I want to not draw like too broad a conclusion because I think the first time through, there were so many oh, it was the source of the OG Kush and this and that. These these crazy broad stories were getting dreamt up by people, and bringing them back, and that took away from the true story that happened. I mean, to your knowledge, rather than connecting it to things that maybe were connected to it, whatever. Like, what was the real scale of this? Like, how obviously with at those numbers, right? One point two pounds of light. Do you know how many lights there were? Uh, all you have to do is look in the article. It would take me two seconds to look it up if you want to talk about something else because it's right here. I have it right here. That's awesome. Oh, and the air conditioning's on. I can talk oh, about that. Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah, salvation. Close the door. Thank you, Vinny. You know, I, I 
He was just saying that one of the facilities had at least 750. The article you read said 750 lights, so that's, uh, you know, 750 <laughs> times 1.2 is 15. Dude, my question actually is. Talking to the mic, talking to the mic. David actually said, and I, and I know you said your dad was growing the NL, the Big Bud, and I forget what the third was. It's but, yeah, but um, David actually mentioned that your dad was doing, on top of tissue culture, that your dad was doing some breeding. Do you, do you yes, know that's true. Do you, do you know, was he breeding those three, or do you know what he was breeding with? Yes, that's, that's what the, it was, that was the combo. He did all three of those. Okay. Yeah. And did they name any of that then on the output, or were those just like, no, you, know, you missed that there part. There were not names Sorry. at that time. Yeah, well, so I heard that it part. Was of it was just kind of like, yeah, like whatever, like, this is Dude, this when, I sold, when I yeah. sold Bud back then, it was Humboldt County Kind. Or it, it was kind of, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Dang. You know what I mean? Like, we just had, yeah. and that's where kids from Dead Tour started making up these, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like AJ with his sour diesel. Exactly. No offense to any of those guys, but that's where all the names started coming from, Hustlers on Dead Tour and Lot in like 91, yeah. 92, 93, yeah. who bought a pound off someone and had to split it up into four different things and call it four different things. And somebody yeah. got a bean from one of those in the exactly. bag and said, I have this. And that's, where, that's where Oscar Goldman's lemon comes I mean, from. It's from a 97 bag seat from Easley Guy. So much, there's so much crosstalk here, none of it's in the mic. So that's funny. All right, crosstalk. Crosstalk. So I got a little info. Little info, nice. This is just one of them that they're talking about, but they say that uh, produce about this once the high desert site discovered Thursday produced 24,000 marijuana plants a year that when harvested could bring an estimated 75 to 150 million a year on the street. Um, It was a 7,000 square foot (laughs) bunker complete with diesel powered lights and ventilation. 7,000 square foot? Wow. Mm-hmm. So that wow. one, that's not even not the biggest that one big. then. Yeah. You, so well, well, no, that wasn't, that wasn't the one the Larson uh, brothers were in charge of. So, yeah, the chat room is definitely interested to hear what you got to say about the Larson. But so you still have to keep in that mind, 7,000 square feet. Back then to run a completely secret. Isn't that big. 7,000 square feet in bunkers built underneath the surface yeah. of the ground. Is fucking wild, even on that Says small of a scale. The plants were growing wall to wall in pots under about 142 generator powered lamps. So 142 in 7,000 square feet. So you know what I mean? You're looking at 284 in in 14,000 square feet. So you know how big is the biggest facility, and you can get a perfect amount of light counts from there. I mean, with that, he's basically harvesting 75 lights a month, which means he's harvesting almost 100 pounds a month. That's that's out of that facility. Like that's simple. That's insanity. And early '90s weed was not cheap. No, four hundred an ounce, man. Four hundred an ounce. Got it all day long. Hundred ounces, no problem. Yeah, there you go. But he's still stuck there. So he's still in the corner selling. Four hundred all the way up. Slanging four hundred dollars. Eighty-eight to ninety-two. I was helping a bro out. Yeah, that was helping a guy out at four hundred an ounce. No so, uh, Mr. Chewy in the corner over there. What's up, Chewy Baca? What's up? I don't want to crash. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were talking to, uh, too. to Willie. Willie? No, he's not Chewy Baca. He doesn't even have his horn. I know. What's up? You're Where's, where's the sound effects? Bring it. I could have brought it. 
Just make noises. Can you do like the Chi Chi Chong horn? Well, no. I just figured it was always with you. That was like I've never seen you without it. I've never seen you. Well, no, I have seen you. Never seen you. Try and keep it at all times with you. Willard Wellman, do you remember at ADSI when you punched that guy in the head for going behind the bar? Yeah, yeah. sure did. I, I remember that. 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 was great, wasn't it? Was so I've known him 30 years, though, too. That's that so what makes it better. Yeah. yeah. cracked me up. So yeah, we're, we're the old school, like you said, pre, pre-dead pre show, you know. Like. He was looking at you like a little kid who just got in trouble, too. Like, he didn't know why he, you just punched him in the I head. I know him for 30 years, so that's my boy. He always gets in trouble and always gets everybody in trouble. Right. You know, he's the kind of guy that just attracts so, felonies and cases. Basically, and, when Willie's yeah. protecting you from getting in trouble, you know you get punched in the yeah, head. Yeah, because if you're I didn't really do that, bad. if those you're, guys caught him behind the bar, oh, yeah. you know what was going to happen to yeah. him over there, man. Ooh, yeah. boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was going to get smashed real good. I was, like, letting him know that wasn't cool, so you know? I got to <laughs> say, Christy, chat room keeps being fixated <laughs> on the large. Larsons for some reason. The Larsons were oh, lower really level employees. Snack. People want to know where the Larsons are today. I don't have anything interesting to tell you about the Larsons. Yeah. The Sorry, guys. The only thing interesting is that my friend Tim Larson's name, Tim Larson. That's it. That's about the, co- <laughs> and, you know, so that's about the best I can do. So, um, but it looks like, the, uh, like we were talking about earlier at bre- breakfast, it, it's kind of like the whole mood's changing in the world and... Uh, you know, it's kind of like I think that's why everybody's so excited about this because people are willing to talk, mm-hmm. whereas before, you know, you never did. And it was like, you know, obviously there's there's reasons for all that. And we're not out to, you know, blow people up. Um, you're not out to blow people up? No. We don't you sure? I look like I blow you people up. You look like you're out to blow people know. up. Can, you can use that sound bite if you want. <laughs> you can use that sound bite. <laughs> well, I'm not out to blow people up. No. no. Just, that's just what you should tell them when you don't want to go to the basket or two. I'm not out to blow people up. Yeah. I'm sick Willie on. I just want to get on the plane. I just want to get on the plane. I don't want to blow anybody up today. Just sick Willie on them, man. But, uh, no, in general, I think it's uh, it's pretty amazing story, and we like we're we're sort of like – kind of bouncing in and out and we haven't really maybe even put our heads around it 100% so I mean I hope that you know we got and we have to leave a lot of mystery because we can't just we don't want to tell the whole story on yeah, the show on exactly the there goes the script no, there's <laughs> no story. a whole new script let's make a whole <laughs> new story out of it then. no but in general I think it's like probably uh, you know can be like one of the bigger anticipated sort of stories and once it gets out it's like because we try to explain it to people like about people ask me what the be, you know what's the shows what's your best shows and this one I always bring up this because I think it's one of the most ongoing kind of like you know it got people like they were just like bam like what underground anything underground anything to stoners is cool like, there's love, multiple like, underground yeah, facilities it, your borderline art. comic book yeah, and that's automatically, awesome and when your name is rhymes villain you're, you're obviously all about it you know <laughs> so when you're a villain when you're a super villain <coughs> the villain then you're definitely one underground bunkers and if you're a kid you're like you know that's that's obviously the so do, superhero. You, do you think you're going <laughs> to lean towards the based on a true story type thing, or this is exactly how the fuck it went down, and that's that? Well, it's May- pretty interesting just how it is. Yeah, I don't think you have to embellish too much. No but at the same embellishment time, needed. I think uh, you know you have to round off the edges a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you got to make it a little. You got to yeah. give them what they want. Got to yeah. be some guns it's being pointed. It's right. At some Basically, it's got to be like one of those things where, where well, you're there like, actually were guns so pointed. So there at we go. PC. So there is no there need as long for as elaborate. <laughs> or, or you know how it is. Like you're like, wait a minute, they could not be going down that road if they were on that road before that. That's a, usually that's a, that's the ones that kills you when you live in LA. Yeah. You're like, that's impossible, dude. They were just in Venice and now yeah. they're fucking north. Like that's impossible. I think it's more interesting when it's 
definitely the whole true story. Oh, yeah. And that's my favorite. I was just actually last night. I'm going through all the, you know, Netflix and so on. I just wanted something that's real. I don't yeah, want all this bullshit. Exactly. I want based on a true story or a true story or a documentary because that shit's way more interesting mm-hmm. than, than some stupid, like, it's gangster so movie. Though, and you're like, oh, yeah. this is so crap. So hard, especially with companies like Netflix that, I mean, essentially producers from Netflix have their hands in every single thing that really is aired on there. So mm-hmm. it's tough to. It is. Mm-hmm. No, it's really hard to find something good. So I missed. Is mm-hmm. there already a script written? Are you guys writing? There is a script written. Is it already picked up then, too? I mean, can any ever, is there like an anticipated drop of. It hasn't (laughs) been picked up. There have been offers. But we haven't decided on anything. We're still looking at offers. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. No, and I think, and you know, I think we can. uh, An Elite Canvas production? No. There you go. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No, he actually turns himself in because he didn't want his family harassed anymore. So they they had raided the house while he was not there, obviously. Yeah, and when he heard, he drove straight to downtown L.A. and did that. <coughs> mm-hmm. My parents ran. They beat the living crap. Really? Oh. The cops beat the living crap. Oh, God. He was 55, too. They kicked him mm. in the ribs. Oh, yeah. Black eyes. They messed him up so good. Oh. I saw him the next day. I was yeah, like, they'll oh, beat your ass Dad, back what there, man. Do? Mm. He's like, don't ever run from the cops, son. <laughs> yeah, they'll beat your ass back <laughs> there, too. I know yeah. it now. I know it. I've seen it. Yeah, now. they don't appreciate yeah. it. They don't like making the effort. No, they like the Billy Yeah, really. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> having to actually do their job, they're not too keen on that. Nope. Oh, so no, I drove him out of the car on Roosevelt Boulevard and beat them. Oh, yeah. You're making me have to get out of my car? You're gonna pay for this? Like, yeah. What the fuck is that shit, dude? Yeah, that should happen now. Now people go to jail or get fired and Oh my wow. god, this person harassed this other person, this person tased this other person. What oh, are you I talking know. about? Like all the crazy cases now. If you like the cops even like lay a hand on someone in this day and age, it's like oh, yeah, oh but oh, they still are. Yeah. They're yeah, doing it every day and it seems time. like more than before. Rips, man. That's the classic man. Yeah, I was thinking the other day. I was like it seems like they're just Quicker to pull out a billy club and whack you. Yeah, they, they, they care a lot less, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they used to be like a little more like, oh, family, normal. You know, th- the whole thing about it is when they, when they started to separate, like, you know, okay, if you're from here, you can't be from here. You got to send you over here. When so are you, you talking about the Holocaust? No, that's, <laughs> right? no, that's how they do. You're really the, that's how the police. Right that's now. how the He's police Jewish, work. You know that, no, right? that's how the police work, though. They never put them in your own hometown. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, you got to put somewhere else because. Back when I was growing up, you had the hometown cop. And Someone you went to high school with. Like, yeah. ah, I was two years ahead of me, you know, now he's a cop. And uh, that's kind of how it all uh, seemed to kind of go generation after generation. But now they take all those ones and put them in Providence and take those ones and bring them to Jamestown. And, and then you get some dick cop who doesn't, you know. Give a fuck about you. Don't give a fuck about nothing. Yeah, mm. stomp on you. Stomp <laughs> it's curb stomp. <laughs> like stomp or cop. Mm. Exactly. But cannabis, luckily not. Luckily it seems to be, you know. Starts to get to the point where we're in the right, you know, hopefully. And then, you know, we'll see if Colorado changes its ways soon. We'll be able to have places to smoke finally. So I got. Ah, it. there's Herman in the room. Oh, the legend himself. Yeah, thousand degrees yeah. in here, though. Thousand degrees. We'll open the door for him. Open the other door. Yeah, open the back door. Get some huh? some uh, cooling. Yeah, cause cause yeah, that thing still running or what? Yeah, it is. The AC's right running. Get him right under it. There you go. Yeah, right there is right under. Yeah, the yeah. original OG weed seller right here from the fifties. Oh yeah. We're going to more. People were like talking. They wanted to hear seventies. We're just going to skip. Rewind. Time machine. The rewind time machine. Welcome back to the studio, Herman. Herman Green. For all those who haven't 
Yeah, didn't see his, oh, previous, didn't see his previous, previous, previous show. Good to see you. Hello, everybody. How you doing out there in this world of Denver? We are. I am glad to be back here. And once again, please come hear me play tonight with Willie Woman Project. Where is that going to be? Yeah, at, where at? Coyotes. At Coyotes. Coyotes. Nice no one. As always. As, as always, of course. Jay Bianchi been supporting us for about as long as we've been talking about Mendocino. If it wasn't for Jay Bianchi, <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jay's had our back What's this? for about what 20 years. The skunk? Yeah, Jay's had our back uh, for 20 years, for real. Oh, Dude, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Anymore. So how did the Below Zero Tour yeah, go for you guys? About Jay. Jay's awful cool, and then we're back in a month with Banyan, with Stephen Perkins, and uh, Fareed Hawk, and everybody. But I'm uh, bringing Herman through on a, on a. He's 85, and he's been, like I said, he's what you've been doing weeds since when? The 30s, 40s? Like, <laughs> way back there. Well, it's legal here, so I can tell the truth. <laughs> I started right, when I was 17 right. years young. There you go. When I was with BB King. Let's <laughs> tell them a little story about that. They want to hear a story about We definitely do. Absolutely. King, I want to hear a story about BB King smoking. Yeah, okay. Well, we was with, uh, when BB King to Memphis. He didn't know anybody, any musician, anybody. And he was from Indianola, Mississippi, which is about two and a half hours drive south of Memphis. So he ran into Rufus Thomas, walking the dog, right? Anybody know walking the dog? Yeah, I was going to say, there you go. Well, I'm the one that played the saxophone solo on the original copy. Wow. I was 15. Awesome, awesome. So is that so is that a reference to but picking up weed, obviously? Well, we get there. All right, we'll let you. Let's when 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 uh, when uh, BB said, "I'm not going back home. I'm gonna stay here in Memphis." And I understand that they love the blues, so he told Rufus, "I want to do a band." Rufus, I got the right person for you. So he brought me to BB. He said, BB wants to start a band. Well, I already had a group, didn't I? Yeah. And <laughs> I'm going to tell you another story. But anyway, to make a long story short, we formed a band, and we stayed there around Memphis and worked around in the area and all of that. And it was great success because, as you know, BB King... And I was with him for 12 years, and I was his first saxophone player. And thank y'all for listening. Hey, Herman, but real quick, getting back to the weed. How'd you guys buy the weed back in the 50s? So you're with B.B. King on Beale Street, and you guys were smoking weed. How did it work in those days? Well, let me put it this way. What color are you? I'm a white boy. Well, that's how we found it. (laughs) (laughs) So really, you got the weed back in the 50s from the white boys? Yeah, we didn't have it. You didn't have it? <laughs> oh, why we gonna have it, man? We didn't have to have enough to buy it. <laughs> so who, wait, who was the connection in those days? Were they growing it up in the in the Ozarks and up in the hills, or were they? They was growing it all around, man, in Whitehaven, because Whitehaven, we Memphis uh, state land was uh, before it turned into Mississippi was there Marion Third. Right, and, and it was a Mexican, right? It was white boys growing it up there in West Memphis, right? And, and in Whitehaven and stuff. You want me to tell this story? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love this, baby. With, now, 
I think this will fit in real good. Willie came on a scholarship to Memphis State, and that was the college professor teaching music. So he came down on Beale Street where I was playing. Uh, two hits of acid. That's why I love him. gonna throw the acid. That's why I love him, and I love you guys for supporting this this fool over here. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. But he's a good fool, and I love him, and I raised him to be a fool like me. So I have no problem with that. But anyway. So Willie came down that night and walked in the club when I was playing on Beale Street. And all of a sudden, he just, I saw him walk in with his horn. And he slammed it on the table, got his horn out, walked straight up on my pants. And I had some heavy, heavy jazz players. Believe me, like Clark Terry's type people, huh? He <laughs> I gave him a solo on this song we were playing, and he started playing a solo, and he went, like he was in the marching band. I let him finish. <laughs> but here we are today. We're laughing about this. But I told him, you're going to take some private lessons from me only. I paid him. Yeah. yeah I Is that a true fact, Willie? Yeah. yeah no, I used to bring him a quarter ounce of like the really good mook, and it was actually Mendocino Bud that we got from Bill up in Mendocino in about 88, or eight, no, 86, and we were growing it down there in Memphis. So we basically had the chronic, and, uh, you know, I would pay him in a quarter every week for my trumpet lessons, and then, of course, you know, I had to supply everybody for part of my job. You know? And also, <laughs> also, my wife, she was like a crazy for just like, I mean, out of sight like Willie. <laughs> you know, I, I had a lot of other business that I had to take care of, so I had to keep it kind of cool, you know. But her and Willie got together. I said, one time, she just went crazy, and I said, wait a minute. And so she told me, she said, I said, don't tell me. I already know. You and Willie had some dope, didn't you? She said, yeah, we did. And that was it. <laughs> but there was, like, actually at the time, when we came up in Memphis, a little history on the weed out there. There was, like, there was, like, an Arkansas thing going on. Oh, that was kind of like a nice, like, sativa kind of a thing they had going on. But what I was trying to tell you when I said what color you are, yeah. they, had the, they had the cotton fields, man. The law wasn't going to mess with your people, but we show up and grow it over there, we was going to jail. Yeah. So that's what was happening. That's why I said that. But yeah, it was good, it was good old boys. Strain. It was interesting you, you called it that, because they did. You know, there was actually like a, a Ozark Bud strain of sativa. There was kind of a Kentucky kind of thing going. It was better than the Mexican. It wasn't oh, as good as today. Well, you know, it wasn't as good as today. It was coming from everywhere. But here's here's the thing, guys. You guys could transport and come on with it enough to do what you wanted to do and nobody would stop you. But we come down there and don't God forbid don't let it be a fine car. Our car had to look beat up, you know what I mean? And then come on down, but it's changed thanks to him. 
Thanks to you, Willie. Wow, Willie. That's big. Changed the world. Changed the for a while. Changed you his. Know, he changed his head. Trouble did follow, and I had to retire. But uh, for a while there in the '80s and early '90s, we yeah, were the kings. We, we got it going on. <laughs> yes, sir. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's bring it back because we do still have Christy in the studio for only limited time. Not like a regular new cast member, unfortunately. Good on the mic, but alas, not how it works. Um, <laughs> I can't move for the Adam Dunn show yet. No, we're still looking for someone to fill that fill that spot. Can I say one more thing? Of course, of course sir. It's good to see all you great people that I saw before and better show up tonight. <laughs> you know, Will is in trouble. But I have had no sleep in a day and a half. He'll tell you. Oh, I know your style. I'm here for you guys, so. No, no, no. He found a real cute little girl from summer camp. You know, they gave him a ride last year. And she happened to sit in the train seat behind this beautiful little 23-year-old. And she could have, she remembered Dr. Green. And they just kind of hit it off and drank and talked all night on the train. Yes, sir. He still got it going on at 85. So everybody (laughs) watch it now. Great grandma, your daughter, everybody's in trouble, man. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, man. No, my pleasure. Always always a pleasure to have you in the studio when you're in town. And definitely all our Denver listeners, go check out the Giga Quixotes tonight. Of course. So, bring it back around. Do we have any more questions from the chat room or peanut gallery? I feel I want to make sure that all questions are answered because they've been bubbling for so many months in my email, in your your email, in uh, sort of everywhere, right? How long till your dad can actually resurface? Who's asking that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what, what was the question? How long till he can actually? The question resurface? is how long till till Frank can actually resurface. <clears throat> um, I'm not really sure. We can't. It's hard to. It, it's hard to say. I mean, any second, if he wanted to. Is that like a, a, a sign? Like a, that's the signal. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> comes down from the <laughs> sea. Walks on the <laughs> side. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> That would be cool. Um, <laughs> it would be interesting to hear what he has to say, because, I mean, honestly, like, that dude was a really important part of American weed, straight up. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... Everybody else can say whatever, but that that dude, you know, bunkers like that and that here, that dude was putting his balls on the line more than anybody. You know, and to hear from him would be really cool. You know what I mean? It would be. Yeah. Of course, in Incredibly cool. Yeah. Perhaps one day. One day. There you go. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> one day. Heard that a lot, haven't you, Mike? Mm. Perhaps. The day never comes uh, when they say that. No, yeah, that's, usually, that's usually a sign of a so Mike, what, Don't hang. Don't hold what, your breath. You know all the <laughs> secret questions that are private message to you. What are they? Matt Riot really wants to call in bad. <laughs> Of course he does. Of course he does. He has the hard-hitting questions, I think. Does he? Hijinks, yeah, of course he does. Do you want to put his hijinks? Kid shaking his head, blinking his eyes well, slowly. We, we haven't been able to sign in Skype on the computer. Because uh, you didn't put the password right. I didn't. Uh, ah, dude. Man. Tell him to send questions. Matt, just send questions to one just of send us. send us a question. It's too complicated. Kids, kids already... Chat room. It's salty. Or send bike a message with him. All right, bike Oscar Goldman says, Mitch... What did Todd and Rob Clark tell you at Chalice? The same Yo, thing I'll he told me. Exactly. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Chalice. Some people got really offended. There were some yelling battles. Some people what? acted like children. And by people, I mean one person. But then it was resolved. 
Everybody was happy. That's not exactly what happened. <laughs> that, that was a that's that's not exactly lightly brushed thing. over. That's, that's very lightly that's brushed over yeah. without being a dick. You can tell the whole story. Well, you can tell it. So then, so then everybody's just mad at you. Nobody's mad at me. I mean, I really don't give a shit. But no, I don't. I don't feel like anyone's gonna be mad at me. But no, but uh, people are gonna get mad at me. Well, he he's gonna probably get mad at me again. Not like I give a shit, but you're just confusing. To keep, me. Just to keep good good. So terms. I talked to Rob Clark for a sec, and that was cool. That was. Utterly separate from everything else, we talked about rosin. He told me about what he thought were some of the best techniques being used. Was some of the, you know, what was the, what he thought was so cool about it, how revolutionary it was, etc. <clears throat> and then I sat down, and uh, Adam was talking to Rob, and, and Todd sat down across from me. And he, I had, I had uh, erroneously passed on some information about Todd that was just wrong. It wasn't true. It had been told to me, and I passed it on in a private conversation. I didn't like go out. On it the was show. on air. No. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. And I will find that's the episode because it was. No. Uh, you have to find that because he. Yeah, I think that's was not what he said to me. And well, then he didn't was. hear the episode. That shit was on air. I don't know what you're talking about. Kid. I don't <laughs> know if you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. That stuff was yeah. absolutely yeah. mentioned yeah. on air. <laughs> no, no, you're, yeah. you're talking about something else. Another part of the yeah. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was on air, dude. No, you said no. that shit on air. <laughs> you said it on air, man. <laughs> anyway, all right, good. Point good. being, okay. after like an intense 15 seconds, what was it, like really 15 seconds of him yelling while I sat down, mm-hmm. I apologized, and we shook hands and smoked a joint together. And he, ta- he told me stories for, I don't know, how long were we there? Half hour? Mitch bits out. Pretty much is what happened. Well, you didn't have his tap out shirt like you yeah. did. He couldn't, he couldn't. He couldn't scare him like with that. Mitch, Mitch ripped his shirt off Mitch like your style. You know? What was I supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? He just, he just got yelled at. Just so you're supposed to stand up and yell back. No, that's right? when you pick up their ten thousand dollar joint. You smash it on the ground. No, that's what oh happened once. No, I'm just kidding. But that's what. Yeah, that's what. That's happened. what happened. Quite literally. So, so that's yeah. another story. There's, yeah, there's the whole. There's, there's the whole. That was whole chalice. That was chalice but in a nutshell, right there. What What came in that was actually a lot of questions about about your dad's story because even Todd McCormick is now deeply interested. It's It's so funny how the story, through like all the controversy swirling around it, that maybe not true at all, the actual truth of the story is becoming more and more interesting to so many people. And he, uh, his questions were about he had the Larson connection in his mind too. So that was Todd McCormick. Yeah, yeah, he had that. Uh, we just we talked about it. I'm not sure that Todd asked me that question specifically, but we definitely discussed it at Chalice. Um, and he wanted to kind of know who who else taught your dad, which mm, mm-hmm. that that seems to be one of the common questions among everyone. Yeah, well, I think I answered that at the yeah, beginning of the show. Yeah, exactly. So you got to tune in. You got to go backwards. You got to re- rewind. rewind. That's what Make the rewind sound. Come on, kid. Do yeah, rewind, rewind your mouth. Yeah. Do your white Jamaican. What the hell are like you talking about? Stuff. What are you rewind saying? Rewind something. Come on. Wah, wah, that doesn't happen in a. Womp, womp. That sounds like your crazy <laughs> drum and bass dubstep <laughs> electronic music. That's not really music. It's somebody altering sounds made by a wow, computer. That's a long <laughs> answer. Right 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 right. Right. Man, you're talking pent up aggression. Sitting here talking shit. You are pent up. Music. People don't even play musicians. They play computers. Salty. <laughs> Salty guy over here. Saying. Damn. My white reggae can at least play instruments. <laughs> wow. That's I mean, a, that is that's so a, to be sort of No, it's a fact. Because you know what? <laughs> there was a study that just happened that monkeys are now learning that they like their food cooked. If you give the, uh, the monkey an option to bake their food, yeah. all of the monkeys after a certain period of time realize that they would start they would start even gathering food from far away. How does it have to do with So, music? you could it's that easy. You could teach a monkey 
how yeah. to use the computer programs with the drum and bass artist shoes. Oh, yeah. Why, how does that have to do with <laughs> having your food cooked? Well, 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 you, you went well, on a weird No, but I'm saying that, that if that's happening with monkeys already, yeah. it can't be much harder to teach them how to use a basic computer program. Oh. Right? So that was a very wide stretch. I think so. I'm just saying. All right. Talk so shit. Big, big reach. Bike, big reach. Big reach. Because my internet connection is nothing. Big right. reach, question. Yeah. Question. All right. I've been... You know, I've always been into sound frequencies and how they affect the chemistry. Okay, this is gonna be an Who awesome is experimenting with bombarding plants with different frequencies to see how it changes the molecular chemistry? Because, like, I tuned to 432, which is sort of the dimension of the pyramid mm-hmm. in a square root, and it also relates to the stars and sun. It's Persian. It's basically the Persians 5,000 years ago. Those guys didn't know nothing. And nothing. there's a lot of theories that, that they moved all those blocks around with big, low sound waves. But anyway, there was a guy that got the award at the Cannabis Cup, the Lifetime Achievement Award, and he was telling me how he was doing the, 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 the uh, crossbreeding in threes but bombarding with certain frequencies like 12K or something to see how, because it, 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 it's, it's set up the chemistry different or, or, or vibrated the molecule. So I was going to ask, is anybody... Really playing with that? You got like a set frequency with that, or kind of cool like that. I know that. I know the frequency. You're t- I know that. I understand what you're talking about. But well, yeah, anyway, one of those guys that at your at your cup had me fascinated with how he said he had higher yields and stuff when he like 800 hertz or some kind of magic little Sounds frequencies, like a and he Sounds bombarded like a his weed with a sine wave. You know, not not just yeah. music or. Drum and bass or the dead, but you know, I mean, just the what? Tones. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, like a sixty cycle hum or yeah. Anyway, I just think wondering if all you guys, is, if anybody's yeah. been kind of playing around with a sine wave generator, uh, I feel like it's if it's had a better oil or Dave, I don't know. Did you play you know with one mean? of those big fancy things that you can hang in your warehouse that like has oh uh, the, the bio wave mm, bio wave? <laughs> no, that seems that seems like an elite. Yeah, it's something I would play with. Yeah, it seems like the sort of yeah, lock you would play with. Um. Yeah, I mean, there is definitely there's that biowave thing which we're talking about, which is putting out different frequencies that the bugs repels bugs. Supposedly, it makes the plants happier. It makes the plants happier, et cetera. Um, every time I saw one, it was like I could just see that thing not working at all. Like <laughs> that's all I could see. That's all I could look at it and be like, that is. You can't even hear the frequency. It's just so one of those things where a sound. it's too much. Too much going on there. There's like, what the hell? And you know, and the guy said they're going to be in the shop like half the time. So you'll never know if it's working or not working because you will never. You know what I mean? It's like as it's broken, you're like, is it working? I don't know. You know, can't actually test it. You know, that's the problem. So, oh yeah, please, Herman. Same thing we're talking about. That was some guys. Matter of fact, one was a hell of an artist. I mean, could paint and all of this. But he would come and record my jam session every Sunday. And he would know how to get everything just perfect. On on just a, a, a what you call it, the... Four-track. Yeah. The four-track. And he didn't have all of, all of this equipment. But he brought that back to me and said, what you think about this? I said, now who's going to produce it? You or me? <laughs> It'd be a cool experiment, though. Come on, Herman Norwood. Yeah, Herman Norwood. But he experimented with stuff like that. And like they've shown studies where the plants flow better. You know, yeah. like if you put a, a a piece of sand on a drum and you do the right frequency, yeah. it'll turn into like the Tibetan star. You know what I mean? Right. And again, this guy was fascinating. Forget his name. He won the Lifetime Achievement Award. What was that guy? 
That was Dave. He was from San Bernardino. That was Dave. That was, yeah, that Dave. was the man in question. <laughs> yeah, Dave, Wait, he was someone... awesome, man. No, I was just bringing it up because that was the one thing out of my little cannabis cup adventure that was like the coolest thing I heard. That you learned. And we, yeah, we were talking about sound and frequencies because like you can, you know, vibrate people's bodies with just a like a trumpet tone. Da, do it. Where's your, where's your horn, Willie? Oh man! Well, we'll bring it next time I'm around. Next time, it's always it, next time. Bring it, but we can play. You can sing a tone on anything. Do it. Da. Sing it. All right, my players just excreted ten times more oil. There you go. You're making everyone higher in here, Willie. We'll make everybody sing to their plants. See everybody out there. So chat room, chat room, still asking about Dave, and I, I want to answer the specific questions. I guess what. The Todd McCormick question that was asked was not what you were referring to the kid at all. They were cur- specifically curious about, yeah, Todd said that a lot of what David said on the episode as far as uh, herb for celebrities and all that stuff, Dave had nothing to do with. That was all Todd. Um, and obviously the fact that Dave definitely, and this is what he said the other day, didn't know didn't know your dad in person. Your dad didn't know Dave either. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the main but point. We, right? we, yeah. we never... Had heard him say that, except for the time. Well, no. At, by, in the beginning, he didn't say that. At the end, at he the definitely end, did say exactly, that. Exactly, except for that. <laughs> so that that is the case, though. Your dad, your dad never met Dave. Didn't write the book That's for Dave. That's the for case. Sure. No. Uh, chat room. What else you guys got? I know you have questions. You don't have to be coy about it. You can ask specific questions, and I'll I'll even ask them. Even, even like. Even like. Bicycle. I'm, I'm scrolling the mind because mine's like lagged out. No, it's. I think we're right on the same page here, and that was a big one. Oscar Goldman was screaming about you avoiding the truth. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's what he was talking about. If he was referring to specifically in my combo with with uh, Todd, I don't know. Do you remember the kryptonite? Also, that was one of the questions. Well, that was the one of Dave's claims, and I think that's definitely. Your dad didn't mention a string called Crippy or Kryptonite at any point to anyone, right? No, I think that was Dave that did that. Yeah, yeah, that's that seems to be the case. Um, and it sounded like a theory when he first said it on the show too, and it just got embraced and seemed to be like everyone was all excited about it. Um, but I don't, I don't know that that's a definitive connection at, at any point. Anyone? Dave Adam? and my father—is that what you're oh, saying? No, between the Kryptonite and your father. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was Dave's thing, then there is a connection because, as my sister told you when we called in, she grew up with Dave. Dave was her friend. And when my dad went away to prison, he had a lot of questions because my dad was pretty much his idol. And so she would go. He wanted to know everything that. He was one of the guys, one of the kids that broke in after the DEA busted the one of the bunkers. And there was... So there were other kids, too. He wasn't the only yeah, one. Yeah, sure. no, no, he wasn't the only one. And anyway, so my sister asked my dad everything. My dad was very free with his information whenever he had questions about growing. So there is... And Dave will tell you that he credits everything he knows to my dad. However, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't person-person contacts. Right. It's third person. So, Dave, obviously, if he idolized your dad, it was like, after your dad got busted, the truth then came out, and he heard the story, and he was like, holy shit, that's the coolest thing in the world, because he didn't know about it while your dad was no doing it, right? No way. Yeah, no yeah. way. Okay. I, have, I have more listeners 
gathering questions for me. <clears throat> Hopefully they can get them in before the show's over. May I please have some more water? Water. Yeah. Can uh, Gabe, can you go grab some water for us? Just in the fridge. Thank the, you. There's an ice thing in the fridge and water <laughs> tap there. So we're almost done. We're almost done. We're, we're, we're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> We've got about 20. It's like hot. AC's working. More water's <laughs> coming. So the point is, there obviously once the story came, came out, every kid who was growing pot in the area was like, holy shit, this is, this is the one. You had underground bunkers and everything. And someone recognized a house from a news story or something, yeah? Um... You mean, what? Like no, they gave the exact location in the news story. Okay, so then obviously kids went and just yeah. broke into that house. Yeah, exactly. So did Dave, I mean, like, was it coordinated through your sister that she passed something on in any way, or he just kind of, like, was a local kid? What do you mean it was like, it coordinated? Like you were saying, he broke into the house and took the, the genetics. Oh, was that coordinated with yeah. her? No, no, that was his own thing. Yeah, he was just doing that. Yeah. yeah. No, they they trashed the plants, but they they didn't take everything. They weren't very thorough. I saw an article about people looting the houses. You saw an article yeah, about specifically exactly. about people getting busted looting the houses. Nick. I mean, you I'm that surprises me. I'm surprised that they were that careless and left all that shit in there. I mean, I guess Really? Were you? I mean, I guess I mean, I guess <laughs> the really the kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> He's also 25. Keep that in mind. It all connects in the end. Um, and he had nine Dunkin' Donuts today. <laughs> That's why he's all salty. You said nine. You said no, exaggeratory. Exaggeratory. No, fancy with the words. All right, my, my laptop's officially dead, bike, so you got to forward the chat room. Sure. Cool. So just, just field them to me. I'm texting with Golden Coast. I see just a bunch of beefs going down. Matt Wright says, Ask Christy if Frank told me the manual was made for idiots. I don't remember that. I don't know what he's talking about. Well, even, even Dave says that. Yeah, Dave my my dad that. my dad said that a long time ago, and I told Matthew that. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> Mix me up, so Thank we'll, you. we'll say that that he said that you talked to your dad and gave me, a, and your dad gave me okay for the book. But no, that I is not true. I seem to remember him saying that he had talked to Frank with you. You guys went to lunch, and you got you called your dad, and he said he talked to him on the phone. No, no. Raya said the same thing. Rise. Wait, Rise. Dave and Matthew said that? It's similar. Okay, first of all, I've never, ever never met Dave. Dave right? So, I am Christy. Misty, Misty, and my sister Misty hasn't seen Dave in years. Okay, so that's they that's are in contact, but they haven't seen each other, so that's impossible. And I went out to brunch with Matthew because he wanted to know about Dave. Um, but... How could I call my dad? I don't even know where he's at. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Matthew. I love stories. Matthew Ryan. <laughs> Matthew. I love hearing sure stories Matthew about Ryan's At least you know the if, the if the stories are about yourself, you kind of have an idea. Then you're like, okay. I know this one at least. This is one story I know is not it's like true. It's the band, true. man. They do it to us band guys all the time, man. The parking lot thinks they know everything about the Grateful Dead, and they know nothing. It's <laughs> the truth, though. I, I've heard it's so true, man. I mean, we... Especially in our world, and, and she's getting it. I can see a ton where 
there's all kind of crazy rumors, and she said this, said there she is right there, man. And that's so true, and it happens to us guys all the time, and so people got to kind of slow down with all that, you know, and, and all this, like, like, yeah. like, everybody knows you, it it's seems so like. so mouthy. Yeah, shut yeah. your mouth, yeah. man, old school. Totally, that's exactly what <laughs> I've been thinking recently. Mouth. Yeah, you know I mean? a lot of jabbering. Yeah. Well, and everyone wants it to be something specific. Everyone wants it. You know, it's such a cool story. There's so much that's unknown, so everyone builds it up into this other thing, and they get super attached to it. But <laughs> attached to their version, their of it. version yeah. of it. But the thing is, the real truth is so so much awesomer because from what you were telling me before, and I don't want to give away too much at all, but it sounds like it wasn't this ultimate like kingpin success story. It's this like hysterical road of good faith and like good-hearted blunders and yeah. picking back up and and moving the usual story that's that what we all yeah. 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 a real yeah, struggle yeah. story but in a good way like a happy struggle a happy struggle yeah. not all the time not all the time with, with, you know? with moments of yeah exactly yeah and, but and, definitely and those moments humorous in a dry way and, can, and and the whole thing is the way i look at it a lot of times is you know once you've kind of gone down a certain path you know it's like when you're a grower you know, if you get in trouble or you get something goes down or you get robbed or whatever, you know, the ones who pick themselves <laughs> up and go through it, it's like a couple rounds of that. And then, you know, hopefully you've, you learned, get you've learned your lesson <laughs> on that. You can see it coming. You know, someone else is like, hey, I want to go partner with this guy. And you're looking at the guy like, yeah. that guy is going to burn you so <laughs> bad. You know what I mean? You've been through you it know. already. You've seen yeah. the partners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And so yeah. in the long run, I think, you know, it's part of the deal if you're if you're real serious. And, you know, now it's actually that much easier. Of course, people don't have the same uh, challenges that we had. Same, you know, some no, but it's the same sort of thing. But they know? still have, but they're going to have the disappointment is the same. It's a, you have to yeah. go through that. It's like riding a bike. You know, you got to crash, right? Got to crash. Yeah. Right, kids? That's yeah. the only way to do it. That's why you need your safety car. If you don't crash, you're like totally waiting for the big one. Clueless. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Clueless. You have no boundaries. You don't know your limits. You know. It I mean? seems like you always have the risk, though, of it happening again, regardless of how in tune you are with people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, no, the funny part, too, is it's like um, it's literally, especially back then, it was like razor's edge stuff where... You know, you're you're getting. You have to buy nutrients. You have to buy equipment. You have to keep things rolling. You have to do everything on the underground. You can't talk sure. to anybody about it. And yeah, then all of a sudden, you know, it takes one. Hit, you know, you forget to close the door or something mm-hmm. stupid, and oh, it kills you. You know, mm-hmm. later you're like, "Fuck! Yep. I left the door open," and then that was it. You know what I mean? It's like it can be that simple. It can be that. You know, you get totally. a phone call. Usually is. Yeah. yeah, you get a phone call and you you forgot to do one mm-hmm. thing or you left one thing running. So or is there is there a clear story as to how your dad's like it came to the authorities' attention? Did that come out in the testimonies or in the yes, articles? Yes, well, in one of the articles it says that the utility bill was over $800 a month. I don't really know how that is possible, though. You know how newspapers are, uh, because it was all um, on a generator. There were generators, so it's right. that story is... Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's definitely possible. Um, but what happened really was uh, one of his best friends, speaking of people that burn you, uh, ratted on him and everybody else. That's usually it's usually that. That's usually how it is. And I think it was because he was pissed off because he wanted my dad to help him. And I forget why my dad said no, 
but he did and so that was that yeah I mean I said the you guys are heading out is that, is that no, 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 yeah we're gonna head out thank you very much Adam we got a little bit of weed for these guys uh, oh yeah for tonight so <laughs> just give them a little pod, little selection of uh, I don't know if you got, we can like. I'm getting the do doctor's a, food fixed. So we'll do like a jar adjustment or something like that. So, if you guys are heading out, let's put on, let's put Skype back in so we can take some calls in. Because that we don't, I, do, I don't have on? the password. It doesn't work. Well, I can sign in, and the show's over in 10. No, is okay. the show over in 10? It's 3 o'clock right now. Yeah. Oh, we start at 325, kid. It's 3 o'clock right now. Okay. I mean, we started at 125. Oh, man. 1225. We didn't know what time we started. We started at 25 after, is the main point. Down, Start at 25 Give that to him. Yeah, Chris is a bug. Take that and put, put your buds in there. Oh, sweet. You're the man. We love Adam Dunn. I had a blast at the award show. You're going to come and rap, aren't you? No, I'm we not going to come and rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Professor Meat. What is your album drop, man? Professor Meat. Professor Meat. Me. As, as soon as I get a break from my current His mixed CD is fire. Pick it up at 7-Eleven. This September, me and Snoop and Willie Waldman Project. Yeah, he's going to bring 40 grand in the shoebox. Yeah, about two pounds of wheat Snoop. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> That's how it rolls, we know. Shoebox guarantee. Bring a cooler full of weed, we'll make that happen. You okay? got it, Willie. You got cooler, it. Cooler full of weed. Yeah, big Bring a truck full of weed. Truck full of weed. Yeah. Four, ten tractor trailers on a barge full of weed. Through New Orleans. Boy, Joyce was brought, brought up Snoop a cooler full of weed with the big colas, and there was about about 30 colas in there, just giant colas, and Snoop would pull them out. One was like a cane, so we walked on stage with one like a cane. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Big cooler. So big cooler. <laughs> that is a big cooler. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it's pretty tall. Send yeah, me so the cooler. I'll get started right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know. We got. We yeah, got you. You got, like, you got it, Will. One of the greatest rappers of all time. He's just hiding out on everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> greatest of all. See you soon, Will. Um, he was actually Will. mellower than normal. Willie Waldman. That's like mellow. Normal. That was like the mellow Willie, right? There. Yeah, he was. He was not on. He was. He wasn't on a lot of drugs. <laughs> Usually, he's just like. You're like, whoa. He didn't have his horn either. When he has his horn, he has that combo. It's the vocal and the horn. So It's like so a superpower. I think, superpower. I think the question in the chat room, I can, at least I keep getting texted now that I'm not looking at the chat room anymore, is did Dave have anything to do with it? Is that pretty much what's prevented? Dave Richards had nothing to do with Frank's story. No. In any way, shape, or form. So no. we were literally fed th- two weeks of total bullshit. No, see, that's the thing. Those things happened. Dave just but didn't not to do him them. though. So it was so it interesting. Was like, he was telling a story that someone else told him. That's like when you're like, dude, I told you that story. What are you talking? So he just and came now, over and told someone else a story and said it was me. Now one thing that he sent that book to me. Now I have clarification on the Todd McCormick issue. I what think was that Dave said on our show, and this is something I totally missed. I guess that he had talked to. After, do you know the whole story about the generator on the wall, Adam? Uh, we, we should yeah. revisit that again and see because he basically he says that he at clearly at three minutes and thirty eight seconds or something like that says that he uh, pointed the, where the generator was to police to or something. Police, something like that. In something co- totally unrelated to Frank, in something somewhat. Wait, at what time of what episode? Mm-hmm. We'll find. We'll, we'll find. It was like we'll an hour and thirty eight minutes oh, yeah, or something hour like that. Something. But he had said how he got busted in the Laurel Canyon house and it was his house and. Realistically, everybody's fight is 
Steve didn't even have the money to live in Laurel Canyon, you know, and it was Todd McCormick's <laughs> house, you know what I mean? I, I'm totally unrelated. Right, but that's the story, yeah. And the generator wasn't used to grow wheat. And the generator was there already, and it was just a house one. That was a backup thing. That, that had nothing to do with growing weed, or right. Well, they now what Todd what Todd told me is that the person whose house it really was ended up going to prison and dying in prison because of it. So he said that someone's dead because of that that story. Uh, Again, these these are what people said. I don't. I haven't investigated. I, no one was hooked to a lie detector, and also I don't know how to work one of those. So <laughs> even if they were, McWilliams yeah. died at home. I mean, he was under house arrest, but he died at home. And that's whose house... Yeah, but that's whose house it was. So that, that is what everyone's alluding to. But now to bring it back to to the story that is true, which is the amazing Frank Gigax story. The Gigax. The Gigax. <laughs> you got to remember the name. So, I mean, obviously, if your dad was flying planes to the point of crashing planes, that's, like, pretty sophisticated smuggling. That's, like, a little more than, like, driving a truckload up. That had to be a whole saga in and of itself, right? It was, and that is what the script that we have, what it's based on. So, like, when when did you become, uh, obviously, later in life working on this script with him, you got to hear the whole story? Is that pretty much when you I got, got to I got to hear? hear the whole story in chapters. He would send them from prison. So he did send you chassis. Mm-hmm. <coughs> interesting things, much like the Dave Richard thing. <laughs> Cha- like another another Dave Richards things. There was a true. There was a book that was released in chapters from prison from mm-hmm. your dad. Yeah. That's awesome. It just wasn't that. It just wasn't the, the grower manual. manual. Grower it manual. wasn't mm-hmm. today. Would your right. dad like federal minimum security? Uh, maybe, maybe well, security. let's see. Terminal Islands and Long Beach was. I mean, it must have been maximum security federal because I know that. Um, the Night Stalker was there, or yeah, and Charles Manson had been there one time, and uh, like the guy Mac, that like the, the that mixed the Kool Aid for the Jonestown. Oh wow, That's yeah, celebrity, there celebrity. Was, yeah, there so, were I, there's some. Well, you know, it's the I think it's the federal max for LA. Yeah, I think right we have there. some high high you profile. About getting Obama to pardon him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, at the end, he he kept going to easier facilities as he he transferred you know he'd have to apply and so by the end it was pretty mellow and then he was able to kind of like communicate with you guys send you chapters well yeah i'm not really sure when he started doing that i mean he was in prison for 10 years so i just remember always receiving chapters i mean once he's in prison isn't all isn't everything on the table already anyway so can he really write it down and exactly i I mean? mean yeah he's already being punished so so to that extent, uh, you know, was he sending chapters to you every month or was it like, oh, surprise? It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was, Here's you a know. chapter, another chapter. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? What was that process like? And were you able to communicate back with him about oh, what you course. were learning? We we talked all the time and about learning about what. Like you were reading these chapters and learning oh, about him. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? I, yeah. Well, we couldn't really talk about it on the phone. Right. It was just like, did you get it? Yeah. When we would see each other, you know, when we'd go visit, then we could talk a little bit more about it. And uh, was it, I mean, was it shocking to you or were you like, I kind of could see this all along? Obviously, you it was didn't exciting. know. It was exciting. You, it was, you made, yeah. your, dad, made your dad awesome because you were smoking weed. Well, my dad was always awesome. Sure, sure. He Awesomer. Was, <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. <laughs> How old would your dad be? Right, or how old is he, if you don't mind um, me asking? I think he is 72. Yeah, he's, he's 72. 
What? Yeah. How do you know like yeah, that? How do you know? Because I've, you know I've read how? up on it. Oh. I mean, there you go. See, <laughs> my dad was a convicted felon. Like you start reading on people when you find out people's parents are convicted felons. Yeah. He's a cool dude. From everything I can read, the guy's like awesome. Like I said, he's I mean, the guy's so like cool. he's really a part. I mean, he's a part of American weed history. That's mm-hmm. why I wanted to ask about the Brotherhood of Eternal Love thing mm-hmm. because it would make perfect sense. You yeah. Know, if he was hustling with those guys. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, mm-hmm. ultimately. You know, th- that's why this whole Hawaii thing that I talked about earlier, like, I'd be really curious to see, you know, if maybe some of the bud that he was growing in the 80s made it out to Hawaii. And then, you know, I know plenty of people out in California who could grow 100 pounds, you know, just 10 plants. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take that many people to grow a 1,000 pounds a week, you know what I mean? And it's easy, you know, once it's there and you got the means to get it to the United States... You know, it really, and that's one of the things when I talked to Dave Richards that it really had kind of surprised me is I was like, dude, this circle could be a lot smaller than people think it is. You know, and that's where the whole OG Kush story and Camdog and Diesel and all the rest of that is still, you know, that that is the coup d'etat of stories because, you know, ultimately, you know, I think there's a lot of guys like me who think they are pretty closely related and that, you know, people like your dad were given some people certain things and that it really didn't fall too far from the tree. It's what we all want to believe. Right. It's well, definitely what I we all want to believe. I think, I mean, it's pretty kind of dry that it's how it is because there's so many people growing weed now, so many more than before. It was a small circle. It, it was. There just wasn't that many people doing it on that scale. Yeah, I mean, with those, with those, track, when, if those barges came in, and that story is true about the three barges, there were thirty dudes, thirty tractor trailer drivers. That's it, and it could have been ten going at different times. So it was anywhere between ten and thirty people. You know what I mean? And the two brothers who ran the organization. That's it. Did you ever find any news articles about that barge I or any did. of that? I've been looking for them, and when I, I'm actually going to Philly tomorrow, so when I go home, I'm actually gonna. I'm going to meet up with some people and kind of quiz some people further. Because nice. it's funny because I hadn't thought about the story until I heard. When I heard it in 2001, I kind of tucked it away in the back of my head and didn't think about it. I was like, okay, cool. That guy was pretty interesting. you know. That's And, and I never really tell the story to people. But once these started happening, and honestly, once, once Dave had started talking about the OG and Fuji started talking about the OG coming from Florida... I was like, well, dude, I know there was Bud making it to Florida from that from that boat because one of the tractor trailers would drive to Florida. I knew that part of the story. Well, yeah, that piece that Dave described in all the different cities and drop-off locations for the distribution is what made you hooked, right? Yeah, yeah and that's and that's why I started asking more questions because I was like, oh, dude, this this makes sense. You know, there could. I mean, ultimately, like, how many people were there? hustling that much herb. Yeah, and I don't think that Dave ever really said he was involved beyond, uh, like, talking about the breeding things later, or maybe more than than he knew or something, but physically, I don't really remember him saying, like, he, he kind of definitely, he, he said he never met Frank. In the fr- in the yeah, first no, he episode. definitely specifically said that in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. and then it kind of got twisted because people <coughs> just didn't listen to the, to the whole thing and jumped all over him for that, so... Some you know there's definitely and there was all and like we see, we keep seeing there's like these little <laughs> cross sections where you're like all right well it wasn't that book it was that book but you know there's there so there's so many little nuggets of truth in there and that's what is those little nuggets that made the story interesting to start with you know it wasn't any specific person it was all those little it was the fact that there was a book released in jail released from jail in chapters mm-hmm. and it was about smuggling at least it wasn't the grow manual but still that's fucking awesome you know? my father himself tells me that like 
those federal prisons are like crime school. You know, he's like, dude, he's like, literally, everybody, everybody hooks up in their cells. <laughs> and he, I mean, he was in a minimum medium security for moving massive amounts of pharmaceuticals. But he's like, dude, everybody has, he's got, you got, you got lawyers, you got bankers, you got all these people. And he's like, literally, you meet in their cells and they teach you how to do their crime. <laughs> he's like, it's craziness. He's like, you would think that people would want to get out of their things. And he's like, literally, there's a real estate guy, there's a banker, there's a Wall Street guy, and they all teach each other how to do their, each other's scams. It's because they're proud of, they're proud of their accomplishments, and maybe they don't want to do it anymore, so they don't mind passing it on. Yeah, you don't want to just let it go, all that hard work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to do something with it, let, let the other guy run with it. So, does that quell our chat room questions, Bicycle? I, again, laptop dead, no chat room. Yeah, I think, they, I think that covers it. That covers it? Cool. So. Oscar Goldman finished. Oh, says he wants to text in. Hold on. He just Who's that? Hold on, hold on. Let him call in. No, can I try logging in with the password, kid? Go ahead. Oh, Skype sent me a password reset. I think I know what it is. Oh, God. We only got like 10 minutes left, though. We do only got 10 minutes left. Well, unfortunately, Dave's Golden Coast is pissed because he was probably told the most bullshit. You know what I mean? And I understand where he's at, man. I mean... I rep Gold Coast hard here in Denver, man. I grow yeah. a lot of his stuff. Some so. of his skunk red right here. Yeah, I grow. I've, dude, he, I mean, that dude's my mentor, man. I've been growing for him for five years, and he's second-generation grower. His dad was Brotherhood of Eternal Love. You know, so it's like, I understand where he's at, man. He's pissed, and, and rightfully so, you know, as I was. Well, I mean, he's like a, a truth seeker. He's a bit of a truth seeker, I think, also. So he's one yeah, of those. He's definitely like, on a crusade to get know, the truth so, out there. Right. Well, that's one, one of the things we love about him, too. Yeah. You know? No, no, for sure. That's what I've always respected about him, you know, and, and he's always, you know, he's probably, you know, it's funny because in a, in a game full of fucking hustlers, he's one of the dudes who's been, like, the most honest, you know what I mean? And a lot and, and a lot of people, uh, you know, you'll see him, like, at ADSI, people are like, oh, that dude's a downer. It's like, no, he's not a downer. He's just being honest because, you know what, dude, he's older than us, and he's been there, man. Like, I'm 40 years old. I started hustling in 1990. Like, how, how much do I really fucking know? You know what I mean? And AJ and all of us, dude, like, everybody can talk as much as they want. But, like, the reality is, like, my parents, hustlers, the ones who are in their mid-60s, they know more than me. Like, Dave's dad, who's in Brotherhood of Eternal Love, he knows more than us. You know what I mean? And those guys aren't on these shows, and they're not talking. Not yet. Not yet. And that's why I want to hear from the guys like Frank and Dave's dad and those dudes, because... Those are the dudes who can enlighten us. Absolutely. You know, like you said the other day about being disillusioned. Those dudes are the ones who can open our minds back up and and, and, ha- and help us believe back in the earth. To, I mean, to a large extent, like, no one knew at the time. Your dad didn't know at the time that there was going to be a radio show this many years later yeah, on not. the Internet <laughs> talking about it. And this guy has, like, would have researched this whole, you know what I mean? Like, no one knew at the yeah. time, so no one was necessarily keeping detailed records. And no one was really in it. Now, that said, Dave definitely inserted himself in the stories that he wasn't in. And, and ultimately, that's you know that that is what it is, and it's it's past now. I mean, I, I think we've you know unfo- you know like I said to Dave when I saw him, man, I wasn't trying to out you, man. Like I wasn't trying to like put you to 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 bring it to the surface. But the reality is, man, like you touched on a really fucking sensitive story for a lot of people, and when you start claiming skunk. And OG Kush, and and Diesel and stuff. Understand, 
people are gonna come correct to you with a quickness, dude. And people like Fletcher and and Mike Nee and you know and the big dog and JJ, the yeah. dudes who were there are gonna check, dude. And and you better have the right answers when they check. And if you don't, you better be ready for the for the repercussions, dude. You know what I mean? Uh, and you know my story about meeting that dude in two thousand one. Sure. It's I, like I don't. It's the same every time because it's true. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no variations, man. You well, it's easy I mean? to, it's easy to keep the truth organized. It's you know, it's very hard to keep. It's just like the other way around. You know is sometimes mean? like, what? What did I say? And like, when you're making <laughs> stuff up, it's just, you know, it's hard to keep track of. You told this guy this, and that guy that, and this guy this, and that guy that, and eventually, when you've talked to thirty different people, you've said some different stuff. You know what I mean? And that, and ultimately, when you when you come into a new crowd of people, you know, you, you just you better be ready for people to check your story, dude. I'm sorry, and it's and, and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but that's just the way it is, man. The internet exists. You know, you want to go look up my last name, go find me on Facebook, and you can find whatever the fuck out you want about me, dude. Just like anybody else, and that's just the way it is, man. You know, and I, I apologize for that. Ultimately, I think all the ADSI was about was fucking truth and getting past the bullshit of high times type cannabis cups where like it's, it's you know, all this garbage, you know, this, this was, that's what I was so impressed about with this cup was it was about trying to seek some truth. But when you have someone coming in and messing with that, people are going to look, especially with that group of people. And that's that's always a solid, you know. That's why we love our our fan base because everyone keeps it, you know. It's, it's definitely a horizontal relationship. You know what I mean? We're never preaching down. We're in a, in a dialogue with our fan base and and exploring these stories together. You know, and I don't I don't. Uh, again, I think that the the irony that we kept talking about at breakfast was like there's so much controversy surrounding the. Discovery or the pre- the rediscovery of the Gigax story, but none of it has to do with the story itself. But for because of all that controversy, the story got like a lot more attention. All of a sudden, is being looked into, and you know you, the fact that you looked it up. You know what I mean? And Fletcher looked it up, and all these people are like, ev- everyone in the room can say, "I read an article that said this," and and everyone else has another piece of the story, and everyone's researching it based on this like secondary controversy that doesn't it's I don't know it's kind of the, the epic part about it in well, a way. ultimately I was told that it's possible that your dad's genetics did make it to Hawaii and if that's possible then there could there could still be a connection from urban Hawaii to the United States man and that's really honestly that's one of the parts where I'm most intrigued is because if that connection could be made very through, possible through Genomes, you know, I forget who the dude from Hawaii was that was at the ADSI. Oh, that was great, great school. Yeah. But um, you know, if dudes like, like if we could start getting her from Hawaii and testing it and starting look and testing it against like Fuji's bud, maybe there is a correlation. You know, so I mean, I think you know guys like you in the show definitely. You know, every time we have one of these type shows where people get together, you know, all of a sudden there's ten new questions. Yeah, you know, as many answers as like, there okay, are. Okay, well, now we can questions. start digging this way, and we can start looking this way. And so ultimately, you know, I think there could be, you know, the type of thing where answers, you know, we do come to answers, you know, through genome projects and stuff like that. And through Future Cups, you know, one, a cup I've talked about in the past with Matt Ryan is doing just a breeder's cup, where it's just seed entries or something you know from seed, something like something I grow for 
for Golden Coast. It's something where you know you've you've got the background on it, you know, and, and enter all stuff like that. So and and I think that'll be a way to really start digging even deeper, you know. But ultimately, you're talking about a bunch of stoners who've been doing this for fucking thirty years and you know, finally starting to get some some limelight, you know, so there's a long way to go. And I mean, so much of it was, like I said, like no one, no one was ever. The whole point was to avoid the limelight at the time. Mm-hmm. The less yeah. names and numbers and specific details and whatever there were written down, definitely the better. And now it's like all of a sudden, where is it? Where is it? We need it. We need it. We need it. But I mean, uh, I think it, that's one of the coolest parts about your dad having written not just the book that you adapted, but like the, the manual. Yeah. And to see that moment in time when like. Because when Dave showed it to us, because obviously dude had a copy of the manual, he didn't he didn't make that up. That was that was a real copy of the real mm-hmm. thing, right? And and to see that was like, wow, this is, you know, sea of green growing that we all have seen. But the the date that he put that out or would have written that was way before the sea of green videos were coming out and things like that. And it was, you know, the the knowledge that. Every, it was the commercial growing style forever. You know, that Dutch style that Adam was talking about when you have, like, infinite size. Um, and just that whole thing about cutting it down to two colas and, and everything like that. Um, so, uh, to me, it's like a crazy time capsule into at least one. And who knows, if there was your dad, maybe there were, you know, maybe there was just a small group of people. Or maybe there wasn't. Maybe there were a hundred. Maybe there were a thousand unrelated guys all doing their own thing in different ways. Some guys up in trees, some guys underground, some guys in... Well, I think even a caves. thousand is a low number compared to what's going on now. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I or mean, or 10,000 or a million, you know, Dude, 10 a million pounds a week know. supplies 640 people with a quarter. That's not that many. <laughs> I like how he's basically, he's like rain man. He already knows it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, it's not, that, it's not that much, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's tons of people who smoke weed. 640 people, that's not many people, you know? Right. So, I mean, there's there's been a lot of herb getting pumped through the country for a long time. Like you said, I mean, there, if there was 30 guys like that, I mean, that's amazing. You know? mm-hmm. Where are these guys? That's that's what I want to know, you know. Well, and I mean, how many of these other stories are out there? Like, your dad's story was sitting out there in newspapers. You know, we no one Googled it until Dave mentioned it on the show. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, everyone was looking for it. But how many other guys' stories are buried in old newspapers that we just don't even know about yet so let's get some more people telling some more stories about old newspapers <laughs> and we'll get on google like what are you dabbing well it's funny because sour dave, band dave richards like wanted you know we talked about the whole sea shepherds thing and like you know the whole point of that was like like staying true you know what i mean like really trying to like keep it core man and not you know you got all these live wells and these huge companies that are coming in and getting corporate and just getting crazy and meanwhile there's the dudes like golden coast who are underground and just starting to crawl out of the underground <coughs> they've been so nervous you know so nervous about getting busted and it's just like those are the dudes who've been keeping it going and we need to be sure to like you know keep that true to those guys you know what i mean the guys like jj the all those dudes you know what I mean because ultimately that is how we got where we are today you know with the strains that we have like diesel like glue like cookies like all that those guys hard work you know it's not the dudes in the big labs not yet but we can't just hand it over to them you know and uh, Adam tell me 
I'm just like I'm <laughs> You tell me, bud. We're uh, we're at we're three twenty one. Yeah, we're, we're right over at overtime. We're overtime. We're in Adam Dunshaw <laughs> overtime mode. Wow, we start late, we end late. That's how we do the wrap up. So we basically have uh, cannons of worms open. Yeah, we got a few more cannons wow. open. I'll keep the mystery alive. A few answers, mystery a machine. few questions. The story gets awesomer and awesomer. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, the whole the whole Hawaii co- connection now is like. An intriguing sequel in my mind, and uh, I mean, all we can do is is keep tracking down the truth. I'm hitting the wall, but I'm hitting it right 20 minutes past. Not bad. You just gonna snack pretty much the whole show, and you'll be. Yeah, if I eat one more of those little Jamaican donuts, I'll make it through the shoutouts. I think. Little Jamaican it. Yeah, I'll make it. I can Jamaican. Kid is like glaring at me. Oh, don't wink at me. Salty wink. Salty wink. Um. We've got to thank Chris for coming through. Absolutely. That was awesome. <laughs> for coming all the way out here. My pleasure. Coming on the, sh- reaching out to us to start with, hearing the story, caring enough to reach out to like a random internet show, and then coming out mm-hmm. here and bringing us up to date. Even after we had to cancel like nine times California. What, what so nine times? Yeah. I think it was, it was closer one. to three. Oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> I'll just that. change the subject. Yeah, we're moving <laughs> on from that kid. <laughs> Yeah, it's not outs. fun when people put you in bad spots, is it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, kid, you get to get. Yeah, look at him; he's Thank all happy. Bloody. Yeah, the salt's cleared off. He's all washed and fresh. Yeah, see how I feel. Do your shoutouts now. They it hurts feel all real fresh. deep, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. My heart yeah. is so hurty. Um, shoutouts to bleeding tears, uh, kid. My girlfriend Britt, the two pups, two kilo, and they're right here. They're right <laughs> here. So there Shoutouts to uh, Vapor Brothers, the family back home. Tyler, my brother, just landed back in Philly. So, congrats. Made it safe, but yeah, that's it. That's okay. it. Shouts. Yeah, that's it. Shouts. Mike, your shout. Shout out to Bob Batram who just hit me up, who's working on my pipe right now. Thanks, Bob. Sweet. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and little Nick. Cece's out in Sweden right now. She'll be back on Friday. Sweden. Nick's at the farm? Nick's at the farm. Awesome. So he's killing it driving this tractor, obviously. Tractor, 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 tractor. And you're tractor. killing it driving the minivan? Yes, I'm driving the minivan. Nice. It's Proper. You a problem with minivans? Or he hates minivans. It's cold. He's the he is he's barely out of a minivan. He's hardly out of his out of his little booster seat thing. So grocery One of those deals, you know, brings it brings back bad, bad memories. memories. Uh, he's like, no, they, I, they would lock me in the back and they wouldn't let me. Have yeah, my parents doesn't even work. I can't my parents that. weren't lame. They didn't have minivans. Uh, Christy, ooh. shout out. Shout out to my awesome dad and my beautiful son River. Nice. <laughs> Wow, that means that awesome dad might be listening. Holy shit. Shout out, of course, to my beautiful you wife. You Amazing baby Farron. I'm coming home so we can go for a mm-hmm. walk on rocks. She says rocks now. Rocks. <laughs> rocks. Papa rocks. Wow. So we walk on the rocks. So we're going to go walk that on rocks. That sounds so Persian almost. Right? It's very Persian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. What about Nick? Vitus? Uh, Vitus, you want shouts? Right. Shouts to the snake rattle, gang. rattle, Snakes. rattle. Snakes. <laughs> 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 to the snake gang. Sour Diesel. Dave, shout outs? Shout Elite Cannabis Crew. Elite Cannabis Crew. Mary's Medicinals. Mm-hmm. All them. Yeah, shout out to the Elite Cannabis family and all the Mary's Medicinals crew. And check them out. Gabe. <laughs> shout out.